Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to Fieldy Geeks, episode 85. We are your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. It's been a while. Been a couple days. Yeah. yeah. Apologies for getting Last Jedi review to everyone late. We'll be doing that in the show, so yep. that's great. You know, it gave us enough time to see it twice. So yeah, that was helpful. Exactly. It's kind of caused some controversy, maybe. Yeah, I hear some people are complaining <laughs> here and there. Just very small little yeah, complaints. Cinematography, you know, just <laughs> yeah. nothing big. At no, all. <laughs> no, not at all. Star Wars fans versus Star Wars fans. Yeah. That's a battle. You do anything fun for the holiday? You know, um, went to my parents' house and, uh, you know, daughter's back from school and stuff. So it was pretty low key and, um, you know, relaxing. But, uh, Nothing too crazy, not a huge family get together or anything like that. Sure. It was just uh it was just nice and I had some extra time off from work and so that was uh always needed. <laughs> always needed and appreciated. Yes. Yeah, and never enough. So, right. But it was good. How about you? Yeah, pretty well. I, I really uh had a good time. Uh you know, I got I got a little cold, so that, that sucked, but that was you know, um can't really complain too much. Yeah. I got to see one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies, Christmas Vacation. Oh, nice. On the big screen. So, yeah, we went there and saw that. It was like only $5 to see it. But it was really cool to see a whole audience. Oh, yeah. With you and such a good movie. Chevy Chase, talented guy, but I heard he's not the best guy in real life. Right, so it yeah. kind of has a turnoff. But, <laughs> you know, I was like kind of in the spirit of watching the vacation movies after that. And just watched like a, a reel on YouTube and... I was like, yeah, I'm all right, because um, they they actually did a Christmas vacation too. Yeah, Eddie, like cousin Eddie's Christmas vacation. Oh boy, or something. it was terrible. It was a TV movie too. It sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> just the... right. Yeah, uh, Ed Asner was the highlight of that movie, and he, I sure it was just a paycheck. So. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. his like back hair prominently <laughs> displayed? No, I think they, no, I think they, they? Uh, I think they paid him well, and he got a T-shirt. Good, really good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just sat in a chair most of the time, I think. But yeah, uh, I understand that you got to see Last Jedi where you were in IMAX, right? Yeah, so the uh, theater we went to had an IMAX screen, and Star Wars was playing on it. And of course, we thought, you know, well, the family well, they weren't all together at the same time at Dad, so it was just you know my dad and my stepmom and me, my wife and daughter, and so it was you know pretty quiet. And thought, well, maybe it'd be fun to see a movie. So we're looking at movie times, and we're looking at, you know, everything's full, you know. And then there's the IMAX, and I'm like, well, let's just see what's going on there. (laughs) Two-thirds of the way up, five seats right in the middle. I'm like, wow, get them now, right now, you know. Was there like a light (laughs) shining on the seats? Exactly. There was a, oh, sound, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So we got those, and, um, you know, to see it in IMAX and everything was just awesome. It was my wife's first time seeing it. So, uh, wow. Yeah. So it was a fun time. Is she a Star Wars fan? She's not a Star Wars fan. She cares not. You know, I mean, she, uh, she gives zero 
cruds, as they say. <laughs> um, but she was very nice and acted interested. You know, really? so that was nice. I appreciate the politeness. She's always very polite. And even after, did she? Oh yeah, that was nice. Yeah, oh, that was good. nice. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, with with zero conversation about it whatsoever. She yeah. wasn't ready to sign a petition or anything. No. Okay. That's good. That's yeah. good. No. <laughs> you want that. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. I'm signing a petition to try to get my wife to be more interested in Star Wars. It's not, it's not a lot a of copy? movement. Right. <laughs> Except I need mine to list like everything. Yeah. Even the movie theater experience, my wife does not like going to the theater. I love it. You know, there's been a lot of headlines lately, uh, mostly Last Jedi headlines. Right. Bright, which is a new Netflix film, that's gotten a lot of headlines. Will Smith and... Yeah, they had a preview months ago, and it really looked interesting. Yeah. It was um, Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Uh, Joel Edgerton was playing this orc. Yeah. Who was Will Smith's partner on the police force. And one of the big headlines currently is, it's the worst movie of 2017. I'm just like... And I didn't even see the film yet, and I was like, that can't be right. Right. So I, you know, took the liberty. It's on Netflix currently, so go out and check it out. I, I, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I recommend checking it out. Doesn't mean I liked it. Right. Wink. Did you like it? Yeah, I did like yeah, it. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. That's my review. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it's from the director, David Ayer, who did End of Watch, uh, Suicide Squad, you know, which yeah. a lot of people, Suicide Squad, I think you and I aren't like the biggest Suicide Squad fans. No, I mean, it was enjoyable, but it was nothing earth-shattering to me. I thought it had cool moments. Yes, I agree. You know, yeah. not a moments great you've film. Never seen. Right. Yeah. Not a great film, but some cool characters and some cool moments, and, you know, it, it was a... I thought it had a lot of potential, maybe, for going yes. forward. But. Yes, uh, I think the editing just really botched that film. Yeah. It's, it was like a trailer studio, you know, yeah. cuts trailers, so they cut a movie. I didn't even buy it. Yeah. I, I that's did, weird sadly. for me. I know. You know. Yeah, I know. I can't resist because you know, right. uh, Target has these great collector uh, boxes. You know, yeah, um, not boxes, but the case is pretty big, and, and there are books like a, in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, the Wonder Woman one, I got that from Target. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. The bad thing is, once you well, for me anyway, I, once I started getting those particular ones, and Target keeps issuing them, I have to buy them. Yeah. <laughs> so they look great on a shelf. But, it's a sickness. Yeah. Damn you, Target. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, the extended cut Suicide Squad's much better. I don't think you can really judge his directing but just because of the way it's edited, you know, because right. just looking at Bright and I've seen End of Watch. I don't know if you've seen End mm-hmm. of Watch, but he's a great filmmaker. Yeah. So it made sense for Warner Brothers to, you know, have him direct Suicide Squad. Of course, it didn't make sense for them to say, hey, let's have a trailer company cut right. your film. Just a big mess there and i don't warner brothers usually makes just the best decisions so yeah jeez i don't understand i wonder if we could apply we might be able to help Um, out a little bit i think a homeless guy yeah who's mute right yeah can apply and do a better job yeah i agree i agree just put a tuxedo on him yeah exactly it's great cigar yeah so you know looking at bright you know i went in with um you know i didn't have too much hype for it but i Really doubted it was the worst movie right. 2017. 10 minutes in, still not seeing, you know, all the criticisms, honestly. It's like an alien nation story, which we've explored before. It's a very unique world they set up. You know, you got orcs in this world, you've got elves, and you've got like fairies. And there might be a few other things I didn't pick up on. 
I think a lot of people see it twice and pick up a lot, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's really, um, it's a neat premise, I think. And it's not like they just arrived. Like, I think Alien Nation was like that. Yeah. This is like, they've been in our world. This is an alternate world, period. Yeah. So they've been chilling. Yeah. They've been there for a while. There was a big war. Which, okay. You know, uh, you know, I told you this before the show, you, there could be so much fan fiction developed for this film. Yeah. It's really a great premise and... Even a TV show or a follow-up. I mean, there's just not enough time to cram all this in one film. That's probably the problem of it being a film. But given the stars, they're not going to do a TV show. Right. I mean, yeah. I guess Netflix's shows are different. So they could probably commit for like a, like maybe a five, ten episode run. Sure. Which would really help this world be ex- explored more. But yeah, there was like a big war years ago. Orcs and elves, um, I don't think they could get along. I mean, there's subcultures in the orc community. It's, you know, an allegory for yeah. our race um, conflicts sure. in our world. So a lot of people have criticized that, but I don't see it. I, I think it's really a unique way to open your eyes to things yeah. and take something out from it and apply it to you know, your surroundings, possibly. And especially the times we live in. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's really hectic with all that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really unique and really yeah, captivating. You know, this is, this, it, this is a good movie. Like it looks good. It's shot well. Yeah. It's just a, it's a buddy cop film pretty much. And it has a lot of great stars in it. Uh, but people are complaining about it. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. People don't complain very much about anything. No, no, no. So it must be terrible. Shocking. It must be terrible if they're <laughs> complaining about it. We got uh, Naomi Rapice, Joel Edgerton, uh, Will Smith, and a lot of other got character actors you've seen through, yeah. throughout the years. Just a brilliant story, just simple story, and I wanted more after I saw it. I really did. Nice. I thought it was really, really great uh, world they set up. Yeah, like the the elves ran the FBI. It's really cool. <laughs> it, Will Smith. Has a fairy keep running into his bug zapper? Oh, jeez! <laughs> you know all that stuff, but yeah, it just deals so with some humor in it and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a similar story we've seen before. You know, of course, the orc is on the police force; he's the first one. His own kind hates him for what he's done, and of course, the force itself do not show him respect, but he yeah. shows them hundred percent respect and it's a great world they set up. And I I, I want to see more. I don't know if there's I think there is plans for a follow-up film. Good. And just just on the world itself, story aside, I think it's worth exploring whether it's a prequel or a sequel. It's probably going to be a sequel, but yeah. I could really see a lot of fans, yeah, like I said, generating some fan fiction on this or just, you know, becoming interested in it. I really think it would it's building the community. That's know, awesome. It, it just came out, so it's just my my theory, you know. Course, well, and plus, it, when it gets on Netflix and things like that, you know, I mean, it sometimes it takes a while for it to gain some legs. Yes. You know, it's not like in a theater or anything like that released, and, you know, people have that urgency to go see it immediately. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll continue to build some steam. Yeah, I hope so. Because, you know, Netflix, they, they don't mess around, and they spent $90 million on this project. So, it, you know, I think they had some faith in it, and... I did not yeah. know they spent that kind of... That's a couple dollars. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, they have it, thankfully. They do. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> but see, it. this is how, you know, in in this day and age, everything's going to streaming. Everyone's 
getting their own streaming services like Disney. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, they're going to Disney has so much to offer. Oh, a ton. But Netflix has been geniuses because they they said to go out a couple years back, I think, and it seemed ridiculous at the time. Yeah. They wanted like maybe 80% content to be original. Oh, wow. Like their content. And so they're, you know, they're ahead of the curve, I think. And this is, um, this is a way to also, you know, go even further is have films, big right. films. I just think it's a, it's a great idea. And yeah, they're not, not all Netflix series are masterpieces or anything like that. But for the most part, no, but they've done a good. nice job. Yeah. I'll, you know, I, yeah. I'm loving it more and more all the time. And, you know, it's uh, they don't work under the normal constraints that anyone else has to, right? You know, and I think that's what brings it drives their quality way up. Well, I know you're gonna find this shocking, but I think, I mean, it's just a hunch, but I think some critics can be bought off. You think? <laughs> because a lot of people are like suggesting, well, I wonder why it's being called the worst film of 2017, right? Maybe because you know they're threatening Disney and everyone else who wants yeah. to have their own streaming service. Like, hey, we're doing movies now, guys. <laughs> Oh crap! How are we going to compete with that? Yeah, you know, I think Amazon's done well with uh, original programming. Yeah, they have. Um, I don't think the James Franco series was on there. The that might have actually been Hulu. Was that Hulu? Maybe. If if it's not, I have Amazon. I will check that series out because I w- I want to see it. Uh, you you might be right. I don't remember. Oh, you lose track though. You do. I mean, there's a million you know <laughs> out there. It feels like. Yeah. Right. Right. And unfortunately, you know, cable doesn't give you these channels because I think that's one <laughs> joke going around. It's like, oh, it's on Netflix. What channel is that? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, channel I. Channel 912. Yeah. That's why, you know, you get with friends and who have the yeah. other services and, yeah. Just watch parties. There you go. There you go. Right now, uh, sadly, you know, I don't think critics should be really thought of as being accurate because yeah. there's a lot behind the scenes. Like, I think the best critics, honestly, are. The audience itself, yeah, and like YouTubers, maybe not the big YouTubers. Some right. of them are good, of course, but lower grades, like you know us, yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, no one is better than us. Yes, so we're, exactly. We're way better. Than That's our new else. slogan for uh, 2018. But yeah, I think this is a great film. It's, it's worth your time. It's not a waste. Don't watch it around the kids unless you don't mind your kids hearing all <laughs> languages because it goes there. But end of watch was the same way with. Um, you know, the police force, yeah. all language and violence. It, there is violence. Yeah. So if you uh, throw up easily, you may not want to watch it. But. Really? Well, you know, there's a few slit necks. I have a weak stomach. Yeah, right. Well, just get a bag. I don't mind blood and stuff like that. It's yeah. the guts and that sort of thing. No, it doesn't, get, it doesn't go that and, far. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's like subtle. Walking Dead, you know, putting zombie guts all over yourself to yeah. the nope. scent. No, nope. maybe in a sequel they'll, they'll do that, but... It, it's that's really when cool. I stopped watching Walking Dead, <laughs> yeah. and I loved every second of it up until that point. Yeah, I just got grossed out. And I just done. showering guts and well, I mean, they had to like get away from the zombies and stuff. And so mm-hmm. one thing that they did was they took the ones that were killed and dead and just put all their <laughs> crap all over them to mask the scent, so they could just walk through. Yeah, and I was. I don't even know what happened after that. I mean, I watched it going on for like three seconds. I'm like, all right, poof. I'm done. I'm I done. haven't watched it since. That was like two or three years ago. You know? Oh, my gosh. Terrible. That's crazy. I'm a bad person. And I am a bad person because I thought it was incredible. Yeah. Up to that minute. You know? And, I'm sh- and you know, of course, everyone loves it. You know? I mean, I've, I'm sure I would still love the show. But, yeah, that moment was a bit. <laughs> well, does Game of Thrones go that way at all? 
it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's got its moments and it's got, you know, a lot of violent battle scenes and, um, but the nudity helps stabbing. And <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the dragon cell, <laughs> the yeah. guys are pretty sweet. But again, I'm really old now, so I don't care about the nudity. But, uh, <laughs> been there, done that. Been there, done that. But, uh, yes, it wasn't near as bad, I don't think. But yeah, it, they do have some scenes that are pretty, um, violent. Sure. You know, the mountain, um, gouging a guy's eyes out. Just, you know, little tiny things, nothing big. Yeah, that, that's what Bright really, I, you know. I did that to a guy in the break room the other day. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> he, he's feeling better, by the way. Oh, good, good. He won't see ever again, but he's no, feeling better. No, I'm yeah. glad. You don't need eyes. That's Glenn. overrated. But well, he can't sue who he can't see. Exactly. There's a horrible tagline for a movie right there. The Shadow Knows. You can't know. sue who you can't see. <laughs> It's a horror movie. But yeah, no, bright not over the top of the gore. It's just, you know, yeah. gun, gunshots. Oh, yeah. All that Good. stuff. But yeah, you should be able to handle it just fine. I exaggerated that. So um, yeah, no, it's it's a great film. Go check it out and let us know what you think. Yeah. Newsflash. G.I. Joe 3. Paramount has announced it's moving forward with the franchise. Expected out March 27th, 2020. Channing Tatum's Gambit. Begins filming in March. Rumored to be a heist film. Due out February 14th, 2019. What We Do in the Shadows is getting a television spinoff. We'll feature zombies and werewolves based on the world created by Jermaine Clement and Taika Watiti. It will be an X-Files-like setup. Two main detectives from What We Do in the Shadows will star. The series will consist of six episodes, 30 minutes each. Working title is Wellington Paranormal. May drop 2019. Film sequel to What We Do in the Shadows is also in the works, titled Where of Wolves. You can currently see What We Do in the Shadows on Amazon Prime. Star Trek gets a screenwriter. Mark L. Smith, famous for The Revenant, has been chosen. This is the new Quentin Tarantino's rated R film currently in development. 2020 likely for a release date. Star Trek Bridge Crew gets a patch. The VR game, which features four players working together to pilot a starship through dangerous missions, now has a non-VR patch. This has just been released for the PS4 and PC. Pictures of Bumblebee. Image of Haley Steinfeld has been released alongside a old yellow Volkswagen. This film is set in the 1980s. It will be a coming-of-age story directed by Travis Knight. John Cena also stars. Due out December 21st, 2018. For all other news, please check out Field of Geeks on all social media. Listen to them on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and fieldofgeeks.com. Well, we're finally going to talk about you know the elephant in the room, or the porg in the room. Yeah. The elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in the trailer, I thought... Oh, that's kind of amusing, but I'm going to hate every second of that, I'm sure. And I didn't. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was interesting. Well, I will say yeah. that people who don't like the film like them. Yeah. But, of course, also people compare them to Jar Jar, which I'm like, Yeah, no. sorry. Not even close. Not, not even, even in not the even same Ewoks. planet. Not even close. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll go into our non-spoiler thoughts best we can. And then we'll go into spoilers. Everyone will be warned. But yeah, we're going to review Star Wars The Last Jedi. Take it away, Steve. Yeah, so 
Um, seeing it twice, I felt the exact same the second time coming out of it as I did the first. Hated I it. hated every no. <laughs> I, I loved it. I really did love it. Um, it wasn't without its faults. Um, but if you're a Star Wars fan and you do want them to maybe go a different direction, then this is what you should be watching. Um, you know, a big complaint with The Force Awakens was, oh, it's a beat-by-beat replay of Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah, that's how they all talk. Um, <laughs> that, well, at least that's a voice I'm assigning to them. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I agree. You know, um, that's so, accurate. So they complain about it being, you know, just like the old stuff. And so then with this movie, they branch off and they do things that are radically different to a degree. Now people are all up in arms and, you know... It's it's too different, you know. So you can't please anyone. Um, <laughs> but I was pleased, you know. I mean, I I enjoyed it. It was very sad knowing that it's Carrie Fisher's last appearance, yes. and you know the whole thing there. So that was uh, that was too bad. But uh, yeah, I loved it. My daughter loved it. My wife pretended to like it, and so <laughs> it was a uh, you know it was a good time. But I, you know, I thought the performances. Uh, turned in were were really really strong. I mean, um, Adam Driver. Yeah. Wow. You know, I mean, you you know, a, a, an actor does a great job when you want to like him and punch him in his face <laughs> at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah. He just destroys it. You know, he's awesome. Um, for me. You know, I, I like the the stuff with Poe Dameron, and when we get into spo- spoilers, we can talk a little bit about sure. that. Yeah. Um. But for for me, the the performance of the show goes to Mark Hamill. Yeah. You know, just and I know he wasn't really completely on board with the way Luke was being portrayed, you know, and stuff. Um. Which he's gone back and talked about a little bit further, and you know, I I totally respect his opinion on it, and um, I mean, he is the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But the performance he turned in. Oh man! Right, he is that character. You know, no one else could do that. Well, and I want to back up just a little bit there with you know Mark Hamill expressing his disagreement, whatever, with yeah. the Luke's betrayal in this film. Not giving away much. I mean, this is what he said in public, but I don't, I don't think that has hurt the film. I don't he, think so either. Yeah. And I also don't think it was his way of saying this is going to be terrible. I don't think that's it at all. Right. You know, I just his own personal opinion was that, you know, it probably would have been different. You of know? course, he's backed off now, but that's probably maybe right. Disney got involved. But honestly, I don't think that maybe it turns off some people, but maybe. But there's for so much me, more to it. Yeah. And after watching the film and watching his portrayal and what happens with that character during the whole thing, I really felt like it made a lot of sense. You know, the way they decked the story up sure. and. And nobody could have performed that better than Mark Hamill, you know, for that character. And he just, it was just great. Right. You know, absolutely. Just great. And, you know, there was some humor blended in here and there with the movie mm-hmm. um, in true Disney fashion. But it wasn't too over the top. You know, it wasn't uh, um, crazy. But, you know, it was fun. You know, it was in some good places. Sure. Um, you know, without spoiling anything, there's a scene where Luke and Ray are uh, doing a little bit of training type stuff and you know he oh yeah yeah he uh he just does something pretty funny at that point and uh you yeah. know it was it got one of the biggest laughs of the film you know and that's not luke style <laughs> 
everybody in the audience's eyes saw thought that was hilarious you know and uh we all laughed and yeah. it was pretty funny but uh yeah i uh i i gotta tell you i'd say four out of five stars for me that's great you know yeah. i loved it it's great um were you a fan of the new take the whole force awakens you know to back up a little bit yeah. again um just when this all started were you, were you on board before last jedi i'm I was. I uh, really did like The Force Awakens and the people that are complaining because it was too much like the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw a huge departure with the prequels, <laughs> you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and those are fairly um, hated universally. They and, are? <laughs> I, I, I heard that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, those prequels to me have really amazing, cool moments. Yeah. But overall... I would rather just watch them with the sound down. Yes. Or the dialogue completely muted with captions and still have the music and sound effects because that's always great. Um, There's some, there have been some brilliant fan edits of those films. Edit. I need to watch some of those because I haven't. But uh, world's better. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's funny because you know there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, key moments in those prequels that are important and. And are pretty cool, but uh, so when Force Awakens came, I think that it was important to kind of get back to the basics of Star Wars, rope the fan base back in after the poor experience with the uh, with the prequels, and the way they did it was, I thought very 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 clever. You know, I mean they they kept it similar while introducing new characters, bringing in some old characters back. I mean, it had similar elements, absolutely, you know, but I still thought it was different enough and, and, uh, you know, it was great. I mean, seeing, you know, Han Solo and Chewbacca get back on the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. um, you know, watching Ray grow, um, Finn to me was just, I love, Finn's one of my favorite characters, you know, sure. I, I think he's great, you know, and it was, uh, I was really excited. So yeah, I mean, I saw Force Awakens, loved it. Um, so when this movie came out, I've been just dying to see it, you know, and, sure. Uh, I have to stay alive long enough now for the next one. So that's <laughs> well. You got many more because Ryan Johnson's supposedly doing another trilogy. It's hard to judge my life expectancy on movies, and I just get so tired. I think this but... is how the human ra- <laughs> the human race advances. Right? You know, we get back up to the two hundred, three hundred year old, you know, people, yeah. and um, yeah, just because he's even want to see, you know, oh, they're making another movie. Yeah. Like, oh gosh. All right, give me the oxygen yeah, tank. Right. Um, but it's good. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, of course, Last Jedi has been the longest Star Wars film, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, to me, it didn't feel that way. It didn't, because yeah. there was so much going on. Sure. Um, if I do have a complaint, it did feel a little choppy sometimes, and there was a lot of... It just went from action to action to action to action in, in several places. Right. Where I felt like maybe, you know, the reason I gave it four out of five is there's one scene in particular that's kind of a spoiler we'll talk about, but then the pacing. You know, mm-hmm. I just I felt like it could have been just a little bit different for me, um, sure. but it didn't deter my enjoyment at all. But it was it didn't and it didn't feel. Sure. And you know what? If they did change the pacing, maybe it would have felt like that long of a movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know, so what the hell do I know? But uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a long movie, and you know, no one. I mean, when Jennifer saw it, she didn't feel like it took that long either. You sure. Know? And and she doesn't care at all. So I mean, it was it was good. That's great. Yeah, I I pretty much feel the same way. You know, I was I was on I was aboard the hype train before this. Uh, I got to be honest. So that after the first viewing, I didn't hate it or dislike it. 
I was really conflicted. Like I didn't know, you know, I understood a lot of people I watched beforehand yeah. on their shows. They, you know, they, they did spoiler free reviews, but it was very hard for them to talk about the right. film and what they they thought about it. And I totally understood that when I walked out the first time. Yeah, weeks passed, and you know, I I watched and read a lot of more reviews, positive ones, negative ones, and you know, I was really able to kind of come to terms with what I saw. Not like it was something that changed my life or anything, but I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. Come right. on. Uh, the experience alone is fantastic. I mean, that, that's what you always get out of yeah. those movies. Even the prequels when, to me, we felt like we, you know, kept getting duped, but you still got to the theater and saw yeah, it. Yeah, you still went. And it was fun. You, yeah. you know, big Star Wars comes up on the screen and people just go nuts in the scroll. But yeah, I, I knew I needed to see it a second time. And luckily, just last night, I was able to see it again. Took my daughter. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, she was kind of bored because it's a long movie for kids, I'm sure. And, sure. But she, I mean, she picked up on the characters, you know, like Rose. And, yeah. You know, and she was concerned. And that, that showed a lot there, too. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. The hype was removed. Yeah. Uh, for, with Force Awakens, I felt the hype was, um, you know, it matched my expectations for the most part. But you know, it's it's a different film. It, like you said, it was trying to bring back old fans. Right. It kind of, I'm not trying to say it this way, but to me, it played it safe in many ways, but in ways it didn't. Right. You know, um, especially with Han Solo. Right. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen the Force <laughs> Awakens, he dies. Yeah. No. So, yeah, second time around, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not a perfect film, but originals weren't perfect either. No. There's problems with the originals. and um, Find me a perfect film. Correct, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think uh, what's very interesting to me, and Steve knew this before I did, but, you know, just after listening to all these reviews, I came upon something that was very interesting. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, back in the day, wasn't received too well by fans. Right. Steve, you were one of them. I was one of those guys. You know, I mean, as a kid, walking out of the theater, you know, Han Solo gets thrown in carbonite and gets taken away by Boba Fett. You know, uh, Luke loses his hand. You know, uh, things are looking pretty bleak for our heroes. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Now wait three years. (laughs) Now wait for another three years. And uh, yeah, you know, Empire threw people for a loop. Yeah. And in retrospect... It's the one that's the most revered, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's not, you know, I'm not saying that Last Jedi will be the most revered in a few years or anything like that. But what I am saying is that people need to take a breath sometimes mm-hmm. and accept things that are different and yes. have change. You know, Star Wars A New Hope was very, you know, the ending of that. They blow up the Death Star. Wahoo. Here's your medal ceremony and everything's great. And, uh, you know, Empire was radically different. You know, right. Force Awakens, you know, the good guys won. They blew up Starkiller Base. And yeah, you lost Han Solo, but you lost Ben Kenobi in the first movie. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, you you have that sense of celebration in The Last Jedi. You really don't have that. Mm-hmm. So again, it's similar in style to the old movies uh, when people are saying it's just too different. 
you know exactly so I, there, there's still a lot of positive or a lot of similar elements mm-hmm. you know that we've seen before but you know i still thought it was pulled off well which is funny because when any sequel is made people always want the empire sequel yeah you know yeah with any franchise yeah you know like wrath of khan oh yeah you know it's either empire or wrath of khan uh you know they just they go for it and people wanted it out of this film yeah and you know to many people's arguments uh it went there or didn't, you know. It, like we'll, we'll like Avatar, it, when the sequel of that finally comes out, I mean, if that entire... <laughs> sequels. Un- yeah, <laughs> sequels. Well, in the next one, if that entire universe just blows up and is completely destroyed, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. More of that. Yeah, more of that. And less of anything else. Which related. is a, a sidetrack a little bit because, you know, Cameron's an- announced that he's going to make a lot of Avatar sequels, but now with the Disney deal, I think yeah. Disney's like... Get you get one chance and then snip. Yeah, no more. So they're not playing around. Yeah, thank you, Disney. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll blow us away. But anyway, yeah, he won't. <laughs> um, I also uh, brought something to my attention. Um, you know, with all the criticisms of Last Jedi, Ridley Scott, I think he's a great filmmaker, but his latest work has missed the mark. You know, but lately he kind of said a. I thought he said kind of a. Just being cocky as hell. And, of course, I got to read into it, but the headline was, I'm too dangerous to direct a Star Wars film. I'm like, yeah, maybe for box office receipts, because you're not really doing the great work anymore. I loved Blade Runner, the Mm -hmm. new one. Yeah, I did, too. And he only produced that one. Yeah. But he criticized that lately. He criticized that. He said, oh, it's too too effing long. You'll never see the long version of it, you know, that sort of thing. But you're just jealous you couldn't make that film. Like he, he couldn't, yeah. You know that but, that movie amuses art. Oh, it's beautiful! Back. I can't wait to own that thing. Oh and yeah, just watch it to death. But <laughs> agreed. But yeah, we live in great times where we revisit old characters and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, they're not always going to fulfill our expectations. We'll get into that. But uh, overall, I, I thought the Last Jedi was great. It was a great film, and yeah, things didn't go the way I wanted them to go. But yeah. isn't that kind of the point? Like, if right. you could predict all this, what's the point? If a movie's going to go the way I want it to go, I don't need to go to the movie. Yeah. You know, because I know what's going to happen. Yeah, write fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Buy some toys. <laughs> Play a video game. You know, make your own story. Right, exactly. Exactly. And people have done that before. And yeah, it, that's what's great about this universe. And also it's great nowadays, you know, and the people complain about, you know, Disney's just, they don't get Star Wars like, yeah, I understand this certain point, but they have Kathleen Kennedy running Lucasfilm, its own division. You yeah. know, they they know what they're doing, and they're cranking out all these films for us. Like, we're going to get a Star Wars movie every year yeah. for a while. Solo's coming out early next year, I think. Yeah. Which I kind of wish it was coming out Christmas. I just, I've gotten used to that. I know that's right. not what they shoot for, but that's a really big event. I, I like yeah. that. Have a Star Wars movie every Christmas. Yeah. How great would that be? Yeah, because I think Rogue One came out that time. I could I be wrong. Think. I don't but remember. Anyway, we live in great times and yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be complaints going forward. But you know, of course everyone's expectations are different. That doesn't get fulfilled and that's a downer, but it's just the way it is. And I you know, back in the day, I'm sure after Jedi ended, people were like, Oh crap, that's it. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know? it. And what's with the Ewoks? Yeah, because the Ewoks, there was, a, I think there was a spinoff film or something. Two. There was two? I believe so. Okay, okay. Well, 
not memorable, are they? No. <laughs> and of course, we shared this on our page, the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, God. Which came out like um, right after the first movie. Uh-huh. Did you um, like that at the time? No. <laughs> no, I did not. Um, uh, who's the uh, famous character introduced in that? Boba Fett? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Cartoon form. Cartoon form, but it was still the first time you see the guy. That was the highlight of that whole special was just that cartoon yeah. pretty much, right? Yeah. It's so funny because, I mean, it's so bad it's good. I don't know. It's the Millennium Falcon, the cockpit is like, it's like uh, half the size it was in the movie. <laughs> Harrison Ford gives no shits uh-uh. what he's doing. No. Like... There's an intro they did, because they did it like a variety show. There's an intro where they cut to the people. <laughs> he just he just glances at the camera and waves like, you know, just yeah. like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, uh, whatever, I'm getting paid. I'll give that to Harrison Ford. You know, even in the, the start of his career, didn't give a shit. You yeah. know, he's like... I, he was still kind of a jerk. You yeah. Know? And that's all right. I'm on my own terms. Yeah, yeah, he does what he wants. Exactly. Yeah, check that out. That's, um. well, it's probably time he won't get back, but... Don't check that out. <laughs> Maybe this is a highlight read. <laughs> the credits. Right. Carrie Fisher singing. Um, so, yeah, I think we've said enough uh, about the non-spoilers as much as we can. Good film. Check it out. Worth seeing. I would highly recommend seeing it twice. Even yeah. if you get so pissed off the first time you see it, which I, I didn't. <laughs> but I know other people are very passionate. It's like, see it again. Like, yeah, I know it's not yeah. you know, cheap to go see these films, but... It's an experience, and take other people with you, and you know, yeah. Don't believe the hype. Cre- you know, um, create your own opinion. Critics are becoming like corporations, it seems, especially with like Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. It's like go to your YouTube channels or just try to find people who aren't you know highly up on the ladder that can yeah. get paid off. You know, I know that's crazy to theorize that, but but anyway, um, we're gonna go into spoilers now. Have some fun. Spoilers. So, uh, yeah, this is a warning. This is spoiler territory now. So, if you haven't seen the film, hate to say this, turn this off. <laughs> yeah. Come back. Please come back. No. Uh, go see the film. Come back and listen to the spoilers as we as we talk you know, about things we loved and didn't like so much. Um, so, yeah. May the force be with you. Yeah. Three, two, one. Spoilers. Spoilers. Joy is here. You say they all die. Oh, yeah, they all die. They all die. Everyone so, dies. You want to start? So, without, you know, doing a scene-by-scene scene rehash. Yeah, because, man, we'd be here three hours. We'd be here way too long. Um, <laughs> some of the then, things... I'll, I'll go with my criticisms first. Sure. Um, the absolute one that sticks out to me, and a lot of people have been talking about, is when Kylo Ren... Uh, and a couple of his TIE fighter buddies are doing an attack run on the rebel um, ship, the one that Princess Leia is on. You know, Kylo, run, Kylo Ren has an opportunity to finish the job, uh, kill everybody. He does not take it. You know, so he's second-guessing a little bit, but the TIE fighters don't hesitate, and they do take it. Boom, the bridge blows up. Princess Leia gets sucked out into space, and you're thinking, oh, that's it. Yeah, I did, for sure. Um, That's all she wrote. So, you see her floating in space, and you see the hand move, and, you know, the eyes open, and then she force pulls herself back into the ship. 
people are complaining about the floating in space going back to the ship. We've seen so much pushing and pulling with the force. Pulling yourself back into a ship or something like that, or jumping off of a building in Coruscant and landing, you know, 800 (laughs) feet below on a, uh, you know, speeder perfectly. The force does that stuff. You can do that. So flying through the, uh, through a very short amount of space to get back to the ship is nothing. That to me wasn't the, the problem. To me is the vacuum of space. You know, if you're unconscious, you can't really set up any sort of force protection around yourself right. in space. Mm-hmm. You're going to be dead instantly. Mm-hmm. So for for me, that was just the one little tiny, and it, uh, that 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 one still sticks out. You know, and yeah. it's like I don't I don't know. I mean, she was in space; she should be dead. The, yeah. I mean, if you know they made a big deal of it, maybe you know using the force to for anything, then you know fine. But you know, she's just sitting out there unconscious. That's not how it works. <laughs> Unless the force is an entity itself. Unless it's an entity in itself. Protected but her. I know. I'm really. That's. But maybe yeah. that's what the writers. Well, writer. Ryan Johnson directed right. and wrote this film. Um, so I don't know. I But that's the one that sticks out. Not the, uh, you know, whole. Not flying the flying through. witch. Yeah. Like they said, she looked like a witch right. flying. And yeah, all that, that didn't stuff. bother me at all. This is funny to me because everyone for years was like. Leah, we want to see her do force powers and da da da. da. She finally does it. Ooh, what the hell? None of them criticized the vacuum of space. I'm pretty sure, like, right? What you did. Like they criticized the other stuff. Like which that is, was stupid. Which is dumb. You know, Yoda's walking around with a cane, but then when he fights Count Dooku, he's flying around, jumping around all over the place. That's mm-hmm. the force. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't sit there and tell me that what Leia did to get back to the ship is out of the realm of possibility within yeah. the Force. Right. Sorry, it's not. It's totally, absolutely realistic in that mm-hmm. universe. You know, for me, the vacuum of space. That's that's right. my key complaint, honestly, of the entire movie. And that's a good complaint. You know, have. but it's, again, didn't deter my enjoyment. It was a, oh boy moment for me but yeah. the whole film was so good for me that i did you know i can write that off and not care um because again not every film's perfect sure sure you know, so that was kind of the big big one for me um other complaints you know people are complaining about luke being out of character you know he's too negative he's you know a hermit now and he's just you know he, he's abandoning the jedi and and all that and you know he would never do that well, Yoda went and hid in a swamp. Obi-Wan changed his name and moved to a desert planet, you know. And so, you know, what what's happening is, to me, not a big deal as far as having some disillusionment with the Jedi. You know, this film, to me, the message was taking failure and turning it around mm-hmm. to success. And the Jedi had failed. Luke said that himself. And and they did fail multiple times. Yeah. You know, and so maybe there's a point there. Especially if you look at the prequels. Right. If you honor the prequels. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the all big primary do. message. Yeah. Was the failure of the Jedi. And, you know, so Luke sees that too. Um, you know, his apprentice, Kylo Ren, or Ben, ben Solo, turns into Kylo Ren. You know, went to the dark side and, you know, looks like this is just ridiculous. And, you know, I mean, that's his own flesh and blood, mm-hmm. you know, his nephew. And, yeah, I can see him being pretty disillusioned by that. 
Sure. So, you know, again, and so when he sees Ray, who comes to find him, and, you know, she uh, has the force and wants to be able to use it and learn how to use it, you know, he's obviously reluctant and says no, hit the bricks, and then decides to give her three lessons, you know, and uh, after a while. And um, cool scene, Chewie breaking down the door. Yeah. You know, because she kept trying to get his attention, kept knocking on the door and just waiting and waiting and waiting. And he just ignored her completely. And finally, you know, the banging on the door, Luke's like, you know, leave me alone, you know, and uh, get off my lawn, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the door yeah. just breaks through and Chewbacca comes in. He's just pissed off, you know, and it was I, really I can funny. translate it. I think he said asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it was really great. That was pretty funny. But uh <laughs> You know, the, the stuff with Luke and Ray I thought was great, you know, and, and Luke could sense extreme power in Ray mm-hmm. and uh was concerned that, you know, she could go to the dark side as well and you know, it was uh she didn't in the movie, so spoilers. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean it was just really powerful stuff. You sure. Know, I loved it. And and the scene with Luke, you know, she she's on the rock, he's like, Close your eyes. Then he's like, reach out and, you know, and, you know, reach out with your feelings. So she reaches out with her hand, literally, and he's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so he starts hitting her with that stick or whatever. Oh, Can you, you feel, feel it? You feel that? That's the force. Smacks her on the hand, you know. <laughs> it's very like Samurai Master in a way. Like, right. You're a fool. Yeah. Like. So that was really, uh, that was hilarious, you know. And, and both theaters I was in, you know, everybody laughed at that. Sure. Um, but, you know. A lot of other pieces of the movie that I felt didn't work were very small. I think the other thing that stands out for me is Snoke um, pulling a Darth Maul and just pretty much dying right. unceremoniously. We don't find out anything about Snoke. You know, We build this guy up and poof, he's just instantly dead. There's no real payoff on, you know, what's his origin, what happened there. and Right, um, right. So he died. I mean, I like how he died. I thought that's a great third movie death. Right. I don't know about a second movie death, but it did lead in to one of the coolest scenes in all of Star Wars history. Right. You did. know, um, so to go into the spoilers... You know, uh, Snoke has Ray's lightsaber sitting next to him on his throne, very much like Palpatine had Luke's. Um, and, you know, he's basically going to have Ray killed and he's going to have Kylo Ren kill Ray uh, so he can complete his training and all that. And so Kylo Ren, instead of killing Ray, turns the lightsaber towards Snoke, ignites it, kills him, cuts him in half. And what I think is one of the coolest shots in all of Star Wars is you just are looking straight at the throne. Here comes the lightsaber. It's on. And you just see Ray's hand come up and grab it. That's a beautiful shot. Unbelievable shot. That was cool. Because in one shot, it, A, looked visually sweet. And when she caught it, that was the... Oh shit, it's on now. <laughs> kind of a feeling, you know? Yeah. And then her and Kylo Ren team up and beat the Praetorian guards in what is one of the coolest fight scenes in Star Wars history. Badass. I mean, it's just really great, you know? So, pretty well, sweet. Do you think Ray 
got the pulled the lightsaber from Snoke or did uh, Kyle? Kylo. I don't know. Kylo. I don't know which one of them did the. I just thought of that just now. I'm yeah. Like, who pulled it? Because she caught it, but did she summon it? She caught it. I. Maybe she did. I maybe she maybe did. she did. But uh, either way, I mean, just watching it come towards the camera <laughs> and boom, and then she catches it just perfectly. It was just uh, the, with the red uh, backdrop. Oh yeah, I mean, that's a the blue set. saber. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just unreal. Well, and she turns to Kylo, and they have that moment, and you're like, you honestly don't know what the hell is going to happen, right? Like, are they going to fight now? Yep. And then they just, yeah, they, they go back to back and kick some ass. Tear everyone up. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Snoke, Snoke, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Keeps wanting to say Snope or something. Snake with an O. So there Snoke. you go. Yep. Snoke. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that scene, it was very predictable when they're in the uh, elevator. You know, it was very Jedi. Yeah. Return the Jedi. And I'm like, Really, Vader and Luke. Yeah, I see good in you. You know, right. Ray's convinced that Kylo because they they had that that Skype call. You know, with the Force, <laughs> right. which that that's not my uh, original um, coming up with. Uh, I found I heard it from someone else, but I was like, that's exactly what it was. Right, that was really unique. I didn't because yeah. honestly, that's how you kind of rooted for Kylo through all that communication. Because really, after the first film, you're like, I hate that guy. Yeah. He's not redeemable. This movie really, the writing was so good that you really th- were like, I think he's going to turn. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Right. Like, yeah, he killed Han Solo. He's killed several people. Yeah. Vader killed thousands of people. Oh, sure. Yeah. Know, through his actions. Right. Um, Even children. Yeah. Which was really dark. but Very dark. Um. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is kind of, ugh, this is happening, huh? And then they get to the Emperor Chamber, and I'm like, man, this is so much so much like Jedi. But, you know, I, I really like how they dealt with this in the second film, because if they did it in the third, it'd be very predictable. Right. You know, and... And that's true. Right. But that's what I, that's kind of what I expected, you know, before this, but I'm glad they yeah. went another route, which I think... Is good because it shows originality because people are like, oh, I know how this is going to go. Right. First one's like, oh, it's very hopeful. Second one's like a downer. And the third one's like redeem. Right. It's like, well, yeah, but this is going to do its own thing. Right. Just like The Force Awakens did, even though people argue it didn't. It offered new things. Like killing Han Solo was a big Yeah, that's risk. a big deal. Like I, I didn't think they would do it, you know. Um, yeah, when it's... Uh, Snow gets taken out. Uh, yeah, I was like, that's it? Yeah. Because it's like, damn it. So I don't even know who this guy is. Right. And it's not that he has to be someone that we already know. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. It's just, you know, tell us about the We're character. We're used to you it, know? though. Yeah. But uh, what's very interesting is I listened to some other, and, you know, I, I don't want to take credit for these things I've come up with because I've just, I've heard so many people talk about this film. Yeah. YouTube and, you know, other podcasts, but they uh, made an interesting point. We didn't really know who the Emperor was in the original trilogy. Not in the original, right. Not until we got the prequels. Right. That's when we that's when it had more meaning. Like yeah. we got his backstory and I think we got spoiled with that and we're like, Well, 
Snoke. We're going to find out yeah. where this guy came. Well, if you look at the original trilogy, we didn't know where Palpatine who the hell came this from, Emperor yeah. was. He was just an asshole on the throne. And Palpatine? Yeah. Is that like Ovaltine? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you didn't know. Gingivitis. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, the I still would like to know where he came from. I think there are a few filler uh, like books out there. So you have to read, of course, but. Or I'm sure you can find a review on them, but Darth Plagueis, read the book. Yeah. It's one of the best Star Wars books I've ever read in my life, and it talks about how Palpatine rose to be Palpatine. And it's it's canon, right? Yeah. Uh no. Oh not they anymore. Took, they took it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I haven't seen, you know, the official it's not in canon anymore. That but, sucks. There's so many good there's so many good fan fictions. Right. Out there. But this oh. one, that book could be yeah. because could be Nothing in it would have been changed through the Force Awakens or anything like sure. that. So, and it was before the prequels. Right. So, I wonder if since they're doing like prequel films, there that's why they cut all that. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But I, I will say that was one of the best Star Wars books I've 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 read. I think the new ones are in canon, and I heard they fill in the pieces like Phasma, for instance. Yeah. You get more on her. But yeah, you know, to sum it up, yeah, he was just an evil asshole on a throne, and he got killed. I mean, yeah, yeah it's um, sometimes that's the way life is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I, I would like to have known his backstory for sure. Um, you're, you're right, though. Maybe we yeah. will. Yeah. Well, you still could. Um, some people think he was—I don't know if he was Darth Plagueis or Darth Sidious—but some thought those people were so evil that they were able to reincarnate themselves. And anybody they reincarnate into rotted because yeah. they're so filled with evil. And that would, that would explain Snoke's uh, appearance because, right. you know, he was all jacked up and people. It's just so crazy. It's really a big, in a way, it's kind of a finger to all the fans. Like all the people who speculated these two years, oh, yeah, th- this guy's this and that. Oh, you see the face? No, he's dead. Who's raised parents? <laughs> you know, the whole thing, right? That's one thing I'm still not. I do. Uh, I think what's interesting is. What they really do, and I think what Star Wars always needed to be, was the original trilogy was like, it seemed like only Skywalkers could do shit. Right. But now it's like, no, anybody could have right. Force abilities. You don't have to come from Yeah, there were great, thousands of Jedis before, yeah, you know. Yeah, you don't have to come from this great family, and I think that's unique what they did for Rey. Uh, you know, and I guess you could sum it up with, she was just like so powerful with the Force, because, you know, the first uh, Force Awakens film, how she could pulling the lightsaber and all this stuff and people are like how can she have all that power like yeah. what's the deal with that and i just always thought well there's more to it like yeah. she probably got her mind uh swipe or wiped away uh memories and she was really good with the force right but it appears maybe not but also it could be kylo just just lied it he could lie to and you know what he could have just lied to her face saying that she was yeah. nobody and her parents sold her and all this stuff and it was to me, it felt like a lie only because in the first movie, several times he references the girl. Yes. The girl I've heard so much about. What girl? Yeah. You know, and... Yes. And that's an exact phrase from the from Force mm-hmm. Awakens, the girl that I've heard so much about, you know? And yeah, yeah. It's like, well, if she comes from nobody, how the hell did you hear about her? Yeah. You know, and uh, how would you have there. known about her? Yeah. You wouldn't have. So... When he says that to Ray, it feels like that was his lie to try to get her to join him. Right. Which she did not. Right. Um but it was uh yeah, I, I don't think that's I think it's I think he was full of crap. Yeah, I, I think so too. And that's I I'll take that over the, the Snoke thing. Like I'm fine with Snoke being 
you know, just a bad guy. He got yeah. killed, and that's we really know who he was. Honestly, right. let's be honest. He was an emperor like character. Yeah, he had powers and all that stuff. Like, yeah, we'll probably get a backstory eventually. Who knows? But if we don't, we don't. Yeah. But she, just other things on the, in this film where she was in the Jedi Temple. She she says she'd been there before. Yeah, there's a lot of mysterious things. You know, even grabbing the lightsaber in the Force Awakens, all those like hallucination visions she had. Something's got to be there. And I, I, yeah, I think uh, I think Ren was just trying to get her to join him. Yeah, and man, <clears throat> the acting's so good. I think uh, after he said. You're from nothing. You're yeah. not even a part of this yeah. story or something like that, yeah. which was really kind of cool to speak. be like, yeah. you're not a Skywalker. Yeah. He's like, you're nothing, but not to me. Yes. But that, that, that delay, yeah. and then, but not to me, yeah. and then holds out his hand. And it was like, wow. It was, that's the beauty of this film, I thought, was you didn't know if she's going to take the hand or not. Right. Like, you really didn't know. Yep. Like there was so especially watching them fight together, right? Having their Skype calls together, yeah. You know? I mean the whole thing, which was really cool. How um, they couldn't see each other's environments, but they could see each other, right? And he was able to like take things. Each of them were able to take things from you know each other's environments, like the water. Yeah, you know, I was splashing on Ray. Kyle had on his hair, and um, yeah, um, very very unique. And they made you like Kylo in a way, like rooted for him. Especially after that fight, you're like, "Oh, this is great! Yeah. This is fabulous! Yeah, this is great." Um, but I think what it, this is very unique because a lot of people say Kylo he did he did away with his childlike behavior, you know, with the tantrums, right? Destroyed his mask, you know. Snoke told him earlier, "Take that thing off," which I think, um, I mean, I'm pretty certain they really um, redconned a lot of things people didn't like from the first film. Yeah. Like, the mask, like, why is he wearing a mask? He doesn't need the mask. It looks cool, but why is he wearing yeah. a mask? And Snoke's, like, that audience and says, take that ridiculous thing off. And plus, he's a quite an upcoming actor. And yeah. I don't think they want to keep that guy's face underneath a mask, you right. know, just right. from a... Right, because the original Darth Vader, some you know, some people might think that was James Earl Jones. <laughs> no, it was yeah, not. Yeah, it was not. David but, Prowse. Yes, and there's a great documentary on Netflix about him. Uh, I think it's called I Am Your Father. They reenact the because he wasn't able to be Darth Vader in the death the death scene in Jedi. Oh yeah, Return of the Jedi. They had a they brought an English actor in and all that, and yeah, he kind of got shafted. Yeah, and um, anyway, it's a great documentary. You should check it out. You're not able. This is kind of a spoiler, but this the guy who made the film wanted to recreate that scene with that actor. And they did it, uh. but they couldn't show it because of copyright and all that. But they, it was shown to like a crowd, and you just yeah. got to see the reaction. So, it, very interesting documentary. But yeah, um, going back to yeah, you don't want to see Kylo Ren in this mask the whole time. Yeah, he's a great actor. I think it's yeah, he doesn't have to be disfigured. I mean, he has a scar now, right? right. But yeah, again, that's very predictable. It's like, oh, he's got to be damaged. Uh, yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe the next film he'll lose some stuff or whatever, or his life. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think I think him or and Hux, I think one of those guys are going to kill each other. Yeah. Oh, that that's a good scene, too. When, um, well, when Ray and uh, Kylo break apart that lightsaber, yeah, uh, Hux uh, comes and sees Ren on the floor and, of course, Snoke um, in two pieces. <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny how they just did away with him. He's just drooling on the floor and yeah. it's like, wow, that powerful guy is just slop. Yeah. 
and Hux had uh, and he was a blaster about shooting. Yeah. Kyle, and then Kyle wakes up and it's like, oh hey, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. And he, <laughs> well, yeah. what happened, dude? Right. <laughs> so it's gonna be very interesting because you have you now have a reckless emperor basically. Yeah. Running this army, even though Hux is the commander of the army, right? So it's gonna be very interesting with the the next film how that goes. And some people thought maybe Snoke had another apprentice, which I think will be a great story, right? Because Kyle is like, I am the ruler now. This dude comes in like a Darth Maul like dude, let's say, or chick, who knows? Girl, sorry, right? Um, and yeah. They have to battle it out. Yeah. Who's who's the emperor? I mean, that would be really cool and something new. Yeah. I think a dark side battle and yeah. that whole thing and for sure. But you know, and then watching Kylo throw Hux against the wall at the end of the movie, you know, too. I mean, it's just these guys hate each other. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. no question. So yeah, for sure. It wouldn't surprise me if they did something different. You know, yeah. and either Kylo kills him or he gets the drop on Kylo Ren somehow. Right. You know? I mean, who knows? It could be something like that. But for sure. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, I just loved it. You know? Yeah. It was no, I mean, it picks up right where the first one left off pretty much like the opening scene They're They're still on that planet. They were on the, the rebels on that planet. They were on the force awakens and yeah, it, the base gets destroyed because yeah. the, you know, the first order comes and you get to see him show up in the sky. It's really, uh, really cool effects there. And, uh, I think the biggest first line, uh, Poe, he Cracks a joke, yeah, and people were like, people laughed. Where yeah. I, you know, when I was in attendance, but same year, yeah. But yeah, times. sometimes it seemed like, man, this is like spaceballs. But thinking back, Harrison Ford did that shit in the yeah. first in the first trilogy. They all did really because uh, yeah, everything's fine here. Uh, you know, no how are problems. you? All right, yeah. yeah. How are you? you See, and that's pretty much like he could have just said everything's fine here. That that's good yeah. enough. But he said, how are you? Yeah. So, yeah, I think you can dismiss the humor with that. Like, it's been there. Yeah, and... they've done it before. This is nothing that's, you know, that they're taking and destroying sacred ground with. You You're right. I mean, because they've already done it. Right. You know, so, And you have the bombers come in because you have this new giant uh, First Order ship. Uh, forgive me for not knowing the name of it. Oh, my gosh. Dreadnought. It's... Dreadnought. Okay, yep. yeah. And Poe's like, we got to take this thing down. Leia's like, back off. We've yeah. done what we came to do because he was basically buying time for the rebels to to leave yeah and so yeah you get that great scene with Paige, this character who's a pilot a co-pilot whatever um they're dropping all these bombs on these targets and yeah it's really um a sad moment like you really feel like oh my god this is not gonna yeah. end well at all they're not gonna make it they're not gonna bomb this ship and she's like the last hope yeah and they and they show her necklace yeah and you're like okay uh, interesting and then, you know, she um, has to actually push the button for the bombs to go off, you know, given the circumstances of them getting hit and she's getting thrown around and all that. And she just, she bombs it and destroys the ship and she gets incinerated, gets killed. Yeah. You know, just closes her eyes. It's a great scene. It's not like yeah. it's gross or anything, but it's a it's a brilliant move with the necklace because then you go forward and you we meet Rose. Yeah. And she's got the other half of the necklace, and they were sisters. Yeah. Yeah. And she's crying because, you know, she just lost her sister. And it's really, um, I think it's the first time you really feel like, oh my God, we could, the rebels could really lose this. Yeah. Like you really feel like, and they pretty much did. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like your your usual, like, we did it. You know, it's really, they have to rebuild at the end of this film. And 
What did you think about the fuel thing? Some people thought that was dumb because it never really was referred to before, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't referred to, but again, I mean, not everything has to be referred to. Right. You know, for me to think it's plausible or implausible. It's never been talked about, so it's like, whatever. I mean, that, that's the thing yeah. when people go by. Some people are like, I don't even know what the force is anymore. Like, well, the force is not real, first off. Yeah. Second, it could be anything because it's pretty much been established. Yeah, it's fiction. Yeah. There's no limit to what it can right. do and what it can't do. Um. So, yeah, I think, like the Leia scene, yeah. I think. That's an easy write-off. Like, oh yeah, the force, <laughs> the force saved her from the vacuum of space and cocooned her, and then she was able to, whatever, get back on the ship. But the, the fuel thing, I, I think they, some people say they borrowed that from like a Battlestar Galactica episode with them getting tracked. Huh. I don't know. I didn't see that show, but I, I mean, did. Um, I mean, it's similar, but it's also different in the fact that you know they were able to stay a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. And avoid the gunfire, but, you know, eventually they were just going to run out. Right. And, you know, the First Order was like, well, let them go. And then when they run out of gas, we'd kill them. Because they were, First Order is basically just taking in the enjoyment, yeah. right? Like, yeah. they could have annihilated them. That, yeah. That's been an argument, but they're pricks. They're like, right. let's just see these guys run out of hope yeah. and we'll just blow them out of the stars, you know? They're intergalactic Nazis. I mean, yeah. what the hell do you expect from them, you For know? sure. They're going to go for the most painful, worst way to kill something or someone yeah. that they can. That's, you know? I mean, more than ever is, yeah, they are galactic Nazis. Yeah. Because the original trilogy was really something a little different. A little but different, man, but yeah. That speech in the first one, I'm like, oh shit, is Hitler around? What's right. going on here? Yeah, so I think that's an easy way to write that off. And people, a lot of people had problems with um, Finn and Rose's storyline. They had to go get the code breaker to get into um, the main First Order ship. To disable the the tracking right. system, uh, what do you feel about that storyline? Going to that planet uh, casino scene? Yeah, I uh, again, I didn't have a big problem with it at all. I mean, it created a good diversion from the main action and the you know two storylines of the Rebel fleet getting away and Ray and Kylo Ren and Luke, mm-hmm. you know that whole thing and. This gave us a good distraction on and, and getting to see another cool location type planet from Star Wars. Um, it's like the opposite of the cantina, right? Yeah, it's very it's much the, the opposite. This is the rich. Yeah. This was the people that, you know, all those people there profited off of selling arms to both the First Order and the Rebels. Yes. You know, so it was just interesting to see that I thought it felt very Rogue One-ish that yeah. it... um there aren't a lot of good guys out there. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are selling stuff just because they want to make a profit. They're a-holes. They're part of the engines of war, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that kind of brought that Rogue One element into it for me that, you know, the Rebels then in Rogue One, they weren't always doing good things. Han know, Solo or, wasn't either. Han Solo wasn't either, you know, yep. and so this drove that point home a little bit further and uh, um, you get to see Benicio Del Toro's DJ, I think that's his character's yeah. name. Now, was he a half lizard or something? Do you remember when they show his like feet? And I tried to catch it more the second time when they're in the cell and he's like laying on a bunk and you know his upper part, upper body is like in the dark. Uh, it looks like he has like lizard like feet. I didn't notice that. And remember, he has that like stutter. Yeah, but it's kind of like a lizard. So I'm like, is this guy half lizard? Because huh. they never, unless some guy was like laying on him. But right. I don't, second time seeing it, it looked like him. 
Huh. So I didn't. I honestly, I didn't notice that. Okay. I'll have to catch yeah. up the next time. I don't know, but he had like regular boots on too, so I'm not yeah. sure. But yeah, um, but it was a good diversion. I yeah, thought. yeah. I mean, it, at first it was kind of like off-putting because I was like, uh, but then I I realized like, well, this is this is unique because you've always seen the all the scum and villainy and right. like a desert-like setting or just in a crappy bar, you know. And um, this was like amped up, and yeah. it was like. Not horse races, but these creatures. Right. Um, I don't know who they were. Yeah, I can't um, remember the name of the 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 uh, creature that they used for those. But I mean, they're horse like, right? You know, and uh, you know they use them for racing and you know the whole thing. But uh, you know, cool scene there, getting them released and and the whole thing. But uh, do you feel like it went too political or too animal rights activists? No, no, yeah, no. I think what they did was a pretty human thing to do. I mm-hmm. mean, I think if you're doing anything else. You know, it makes you look like a dingus because right. you're you're wanting them to die. Basically, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't do that? Like, it didn't feel too heavy. I mean, it definitely felt like yeah, there was a little message there. But the times we live in, like, let's be honest, like Star Wars is like you know the original trilogy was so right. long ago, and you know it dealt with good and evil, so yeah. it's pretty much the same thing. Um, I think it was really interesting to to show the uh, stable kids because they, they become a valuable part at yeah. the end, yeah. especially one of them. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the I did. broom force first time? I saw it the first time. Okay, I did too. Yeah. I did too. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Claire caught it the first time too, so that did was she? cool. Yeah, she was paying attention. And I think I caught this a second time, which, uh, you know, it's not hard uh, to miss, but um, his uh, the way he held the broom at the end, looking at the stars, looked like he had like a sword. Yeah, you know, um, that was really, that was really cool. And that's you know, at basically, I think what's what the, this film does that some people love and some people don't. Some people have wanted is to, there to be more to this universe than just Skywalkers, right? Like this one, basically, you know, about Ray if she's from nothing or her parents weren't very powerful, or whatever. My my issue with her is like I think she's had training. Just because all the stuff, unless yeah. she's just really into the force, right, I guess right. that's Highly how you attuned could, to it, yeah, right. Um, but like anybody, not anybody, but there are several people out there. It doesn't matter what background they're from; yeah. they have that power, and they can use it for good or evil. Right. And so you know, there's there is hope that you know, like that stable boy, he's got yeah. powers, and he's got the rebel ring now that Rose gave him, right? Which is really cool. I kind of want one of those. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> But yeah, I really, I really dug all that, and then them retelling Luke's last stand, which you know we can get into at first when he arrives on that planet. First off, people were like, "Oh, this is like Hoff," you know, right? Because yeah, when that one dude stand, uh, steps on and there's like a red footprint, I'm like, "Oh man, he's he's injured," you know, yeah. like ooh, I thought that was kind of unique. It's basically a salt covered planet, yeah. really, yeah, which explains you know why all, all the ships. In the previews, you know, it had that red dust. I'm like, is that a new weapon? They just right. dust things or whatever. <laughs> they're farming. Yeah, they're farming. <laughs> you know, it flushes out the universe a little bit more. They got to eat, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was that was an interesting planet, and yeah, Luke's last stand. We. Oh boy. Now, the first time I I caught this for sure, and my cousin and I actually were like, did he dye his beard? Yeah. Because his shorter hair and brown hair, like thick brown. I'm like, oh, dude, why? Why would you do that? But then we find out, of course, it was a projection. Yeah, it wasn't really Luke. He was basically able to do what Snoke did, except put himself. And Ren mentioned this before, like, to do that would kill you. 
So it kind of we kind of yeah. knew you know that could happen. It was a projection basically, and I loved it though. I I thought it was great him making a stand because that's what you know when he first meets Ray or they first get talking. He's like, she's like, you're Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He's like, what do you want me to do? Face the first order with a laser, laser sword? sword? Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's a good good call out there. And so yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. Except he wasn't there. What'd you think about that whole scene? So I loved the whole scene in general. The one tiny nitpick, yeah, is when he comes in at, at first, you know, and he sees Leia, and they sit down. He holds her hand. Yeah. Well, as a force projection, can you hold a hand? Well, Kyle and Ray, remember they held hands yeah, as a force projection. Yeah. Uh, Kylo's lightsaber goes through Luke. Like right. He's not even there. Right. So part of me is just, you know, I'm not yeah, sure how yeah. that works. No, I get it. Yeah. But yeah. it does, it didn't bother me. Right. Right. Because he kisses her forehead. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And, uh, but yeah, you know, he stands out there in front of the whole might of the first order, you know, and Kylo Ren's like, I want every gun that we have to fire on that man now or whatever yeah. he says, you know, and, uh, they're just tearing it up. Yeah, you know, and there's huge red just smoke and stuff everywhere, and um, Hux is the one that actually had it stopped. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I think you got him," you know. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, out of the out of the dust comes Luke Skywalker, you know, and he brushes his shoulder off, you know, like. Which some people didn't like that. I did. I thought it was awesome. It's yeah. like the Bruce Lee, you know. Yeah. Um, kind of the blood on his lip. Yeah. You know, looks at the person and just waves him over. You know, right, that, right. that kind of felt like that to me a little bit. Um, and he knew what he wanted. He wanted to get Kylo down there. He wanted to get Kylo down there. He just pissed him off. Yeah. And he was buying time for, you know, the resistance to hit the bricks, you yeah. know, and, and take off. So, uh, yeah, when Kylo goes down there, you know, and uh, it was just a very classic scene. You know, Luke's got his lightsaber. And I thought, you know, well, man, they're cool. They're going to fight. And Luke does some really cool ninja avoiding. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, oh, geez, they haven't even clashed sabers yet. Well, it turns out they didn't need to. Right, right, yeah. Um, Yeah, so Kylo finally gets a strike in and thinks he's got Luke dead. Luke just turns around, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, nothing had happened. And that's when Kylo, I think, realized, you know, because he just went up and put his lightsaber right through him. You know, knowing that he wasn't there, and yeah, it was a big projection. Luke was on the uh, the uh, island still; never left the island. Yeah, you know that was something. He was levitating, yeah. and yeah, a lot of people were like, "You should have been there." But I'm like, you know, yeah, there was a X wing in the water, but even if you're one with the Force, I'm sure you're not one with rust. And you know, it's like right. he couldn't really fly back if he wanted to because Ray took off. Yeah, they had that encounter and. You know, um, well, let's go back there. Um, you know, she she brought she took the Jedi books. Yeah, Luke went there. He didn't know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I didn't catch that the first time either. I'm like, wow, we guess yeah, we'll just start over. Yeah, but um, I'm so mad because uh, I missed that scene last night. Uh, my daughter wanted another drink, so ah. I took her out there, and I came back, and then you know, as Luke showed up at the end, I'm like, oh crap, I I missed that scene. Yeah, dang it. But yeah, uh, Luke goes to light the torch yeah, with a candle to just burn down the Jedi Temple, and we see Yoda. Yes, I was like, oh, that was that was probably the highlight. That, that was, was awesome. I was like, I'm so glad I didn't know about that. Yeah, 
Uh, Me too. Yeah. That was a great surprise. And, you know, it's just fun staying away from spoilers. And I didn't get to see it for like four days. I oh, think. That must have been hard. Yeah. I was on an internet blackout. So I didn't. Someone come up to you. Hey, I saw that. Shut up. I, my team <laughs> would make jokes. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And I, I told him, I said, uh, I will destroy the first person that tells me <laughs> anything. Yeah. So they were giving me fake sticky notes, you know, things that weren't real or true. Right. You know, Boba Fett is alive. And, you know, just stuff like that. And, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was Empire Yoda, too. Yeah. Puppet. Full puppet. Puppet. Frank Not Oz. CGI. Is back. Frank Oz. Yep. And, you know, talked about how failure is the best teacher. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, so Luke, you know, he just, he couldn't bring himself to destroy it, like you said. And Yoda, little flick of the finger and lightning comes down, hits the tree, sets it on fire. Right. You know, and poof, it's done. It's gone, you know, and, uh, but that message about failure. Yeah. And yes, it is time for the Jedi to end, you know, is just, it's very powerful. You know, and I love the message. I mean, the whole movie that the whole point of the movie was the failure piece. You know, look at Poe several times in the beginning and throughout the film. He's very brash and he's very, you know, uh, reactionary and he's just trying to do something that's heroic, Mm -hmm. you know. And when you get to the end of the movie, when Finn is like, we have to go out there and help Luke Skywalker. Poe takes a step back, analyzes the situation, and realizes he's buying us time and we got to get out. So instead of going out and doing the hero thing, he does the leader thing at the end of the movie because he had to learn that lesson the hard way. Right. During the movie. So he learned to turn around the failure. You know, um, be a true leader. Be a true leader. You know, and I just Luke know. turned around the failure of the Jedi by making that stand in front of the First Order. To buy people enough time to get out of there, and yeah, yeah, it was really. I thought I just thought it was awesome, you know, and uh, and and having Yoda talk about that was just phenomenal. Well, and he's giddy Yoda too when he, yeah. when he let the temple on the fire. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's back to senile Dagobah Yoda, you know, that we saw in Return of the Jedi and Empire. And but some people post the the argument that you know Yoda was. <laughs> He shouldn't have been goofy because in Empire he was goofy at the beginning, but he was testing Luke. Right. But to me, that's it's fine. Yeah, because he was old. You know, yeah. he had that. Yeah, he had that in him, and it was so neat to have them re- reunite. And he still called him Young Skywalker, and it was such a treat. And I almost thought other people were going to show up too, yeah. but I was okay with just Yoda because yeah, it was such a great thing, and it. I don't understand some people's criticism on this, but like Yoda summoned lightning. Like, isn't that great though? He's yeah. expanding the, cause the whole force ghost thing is really vague. Yeah. And we haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah, we don't know what they can or can't yeah. do. Not even in the prequels. We uh-uh. saw it uh-uh. except at the end when it was referred to Qui-Gon mastered the, yeah, he found a way to, you know, commune. Right. You right. know, after death and stuff like that. So, but that sets up Luke coming back because that's his great line to Kylo before he leaves. See you around, kid. Yeah, and that he's gonna torment him. It's so awesome. Same line that his dad said to Luke. Yeah, back in the original trilogy. See yeah. you around, kid. Right. You know that sort of thing. It was just awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, Luke's gonna haunt Kylo. <laughs> that's great, and he's probably gonna mentor Ray in a way. Um, you know. I wish we would have got we got the most action out of Luke when him and Ray threw down. I yeah. think, yeah, I would have loved to have seen. That's my only thing. Like, again, though, it's like 
yeah, we love to see these things, but they're, they're predictable at the same time. Right. It's kind of neat they just say, yeah, you know, we know you want this, but we're going to do this. Right. And, you know, it's it's a move. And yeah, because if they just gave you everything, I, I still think you criticize the hell out of it saying, oh, this is just too much of a rehash. But, you know, also. And then it's too predictable and it's not right. as enjoyable. And also, also uh, you know, Hamill's in his, what, 50s, 60s, whatever. Um, I still think he can move pretty good. Yeah. We got more of a, a character performance more than action out of him. And I right. think we had those great moments where, yeah, he was an old hermit type old dude. Um, like Yoda. Right. Like Obi-Wan. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are like, that's not my Luke Skywalker. But I'm like, okay, if we were picking up right after Jedi, I get that yeah, criticism. Totally. They had those flashbacks throughout the film where, you know, there's two different sides to how Kylo destroyed the yeah. the temple Luke built. Luke. And I don't know if they ever really came to a like an understanding of what exactly happened. Right. But I like to think Luke didn't lie. Yeah. You just saw two versions of what happened. Right. Right. I mean, it shows why Kylo, and you kind of understand why, because basically Luke, for a split second, thought about killing Kylo Ren, because yeah. he, he just sensed pure evil. So it was not going to, Kylo's just yeah. a bad guy. Like, I don't think you could turn him. He's just right. evil. So he lit up his lightsaber, and it was a green one from yeah. Jedi, which was really cool. And you got a good flashback, and yeah, you got two sides of that story. Yeah. And yeah, of course, Luke's is, I... I thought about it for a split second. I, I I didn't go ahead with it. And man, Hamill's a great actor. Yeah. Like he's a great voice actor, but he is bringing something more than he ever had yeah. before. And that's what people, I think, I agree with criticism saying this is the best Luke Skywalker performance because. Uh, exactly. By far. He's tearing up in that when he recounts about killing Kylo. And then Kylo looks at him and he's like, no. And yeah. Kylo like sends him out of the. The shack they were in, or whatever, um, it pulls it down on top of it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Kylo's side is evil or evil Luke. He's just got you yeah, know, he's getting ready to kill him. Yeah, and he's just got feet, yeah. you know, just a menacing look. And that was just um, that was really cool. I think Hamill really uh, he was superb, and yeah. he I I noticed him more the second time, like with Ray. He I mean he did get to like Luke levels, but he didn't get back to who he was before until he saw, like, Chewie and right. R2-D2. And Yoda. Yes. Yeah. And R2-D2 playing the old message from yeah. Princess Leia. And cheap he's like, shot. cheap shot. Yeah, <laughs> watch your language. Yeah. Him being on the Falcon again, yeah. I would have loved to have him, like... I mean, that's the thing. Yes, I would have loved him to be on the Falcon, but again, it's so predictable. Like, you know, you just predict the whole movie, and it's like, yeah. is that what you really want, or do you want something new? Yes, it's not going to be pleasing yeah. because yeah, I'll take new. All you wanted, long. yeah, you wanted old Luke, and that's the thing. Luke is what thirty years older than he was before. Yeah. He fulfilled a prophecy. It really deals with like, what do you do after that? He thought he was the legend. Yeah, he got he, he bought into that. Yeah, and that's what destroyed things for him. Right, and he thought he was a legend. It was supposed to go a certain way, and then when it didn't, it's like, well, what are you supposed to believe anymore? Right, right. and here we are. Right. Fast forward, Last Jedi. He took he took Kylo when he was, you know, when Luke was, uh, you know, I am the legend. I'm going to train new Jedis, which everyone was like, yeah, of course. Why yeah. wouldn't you? He takes Kylo and 12 other students. And I thought that, I thought that was interesting. 12 other students, meaning Kylo was the 13th. Yeah. Like, getting back to that crap. Like, you know, I could be reading too much into it. But I think that's one thing a lot of people want to see is the Knights of Ren. Right. I do, too. I think that 
that would be great to introduce in the next film. Yeah. I did count those guards the second time, wondering if that was them. Oh. But I was like two, three short. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be kind of dumb. Maybe but not, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, they were skillful. But Very. Yeah. Yeah. I loved all the scenes on um, the planet he was on, uh, Luke was on. Yeah, the whole planet was interesting. The, the caretakers and were you grossed out by the milk scene? No, I thought it was hilarious, yeah. to be honest with you. People were like, oh, that's so gross. Why would he do that? Yeah, and, that was funny. Well, you know what? I don't see a convenience store for him to go buy a gallon of freaking milk. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right. You know, and so he gets his fish dinner, too. I mean, that was yeah. a cool scene. You know, yeah. I thought this is how he survived. This is, you know, it was a good way to advance the, well, how does he survive being on this island for right. this long? You right. Know? Well, that's how. And the caretakers weren't too fond of uh, Ray. Yeah, which was, that was funny because she just kept. She didn't mean to, but you know, she tried to blast Kylo, and he wasn't there. And they broke. She broke the hut down a little bit. Yeah, it blows a hole through the wall. <laughs> yeah, and so cuts they're ticked off because they have to fix it. Yeah. And then she accidentally cuts that rock with a lightsaber when she's practicing. Yeah, and it falls down and destroys one of their carts as they're pushing it. Yeah, you know, it was just it was. I thought those were cute. They those look up and she's got the lightsaber and she turns it off. Yeah, yeah. Just another reason for them to hate her guts. <laughs> the, the Chewy scene with the porgs, which yeah. was kind of like it was funny, but it was also like, oh, Chewy, why? Yeah. Why'd you do that? Some people were like, oh, he just found a dead one. Like, okay, he probably didn't, but no. whatever. He but, hunted it. He's Chewy. Well, you know, when they were looking at him as he had a fried one in his hand, I kind of wanted him to take a bite still. I know, right? I was like, that would be just, that would be really bad, but it kind of funny. And, you know, of course, they they just, you know, they took over that whole Falcon, <laughs> yeah. started populating, and that was funny at the end. Uh, you know, that was for the kids more, I think, and I don't think it was too goofy, honestly. It wasn't too goofy because it was really minimal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just enough to make you kind of laugh, um, like when Chewy roars, and then they pan over, yeah. and the Porg does his little ah. roar, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was funny. You know, that was yeah. what was in the previews, and... Um, well, I think that they didn't overdo it. Chewy was, I think, I think Chewy was anybody who didn't like these things because you know Chewy's was annoyed by them and he just he knocked them off yeah. the console. And he liked stuff. him enough to let him come. Yeah, but he's like, I, this is still my ship. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like a Jar Jar thing where he like looked to him for philosophy or right. or whatever. You know, I think I don't think you can compare them to that. And no, it's not even close. Maybe Ewoks, but I don't hate Ewoks that much. I don't know. Do you get yeah. the hate for Ewoks? Uh, like, would you love to see Ewoks again? Or no, no, you don't. Well, you know, they meant it meant to be a all uh, Wookiee planet, but yeah. the, the budget they just couldn't do it at the time. Chic, yeah, Wookiee planet. Well, that would have been cool to me, but um, so the Ewoks. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw this thing online where. People born after a certain date and people born before a certain date yeah. uh, divided the line between loving and hating Ewoks. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the only time I've ever really liked the Ewoks is when I play the um, my Star Wars game on my phone. Can you kill them? No, well, you, oh. <laughs> you have some that you could use, Yeah, and they've got some pretty useful uh, skills, yeah. but uh, otherwise... Right. I, you know, I... I didn't hate him. I just didn't like him. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's neat. And uh, honestly, it all surrounded towards the end scene. You know, with the whole goofy dancing and the, you know. That, yeah. It's just like, all right. <laughs> Teddy Bearville and, Teddy you know, Bear. we're all going to just hang out. This is just right. too cutesy. Right. Now, had 
Steve at the age of Star Wars when it came out saw it. Probably wouldn't have cared about it, thought it was cool. Like, I know? want that. Right. But, I mean, at the time when Jedi came out, I was, what year did that come out? 85 or 6? I think it was 83. I think. 83? I think. Yeah. Okay, so I'm 14 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're you like, know, the- I'm like, seriously, stop it. You know, <laughs> enough. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they brought back the Force Ghosts. Not, not, not to say those didn't work before, but they brought back things. And it's interesting to see what more they can bring back and yeah. people will buy it, but. What did you think of Laura Dern's character? I thought at first she, uh, I wasn't really sold on her. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Yep. I'm like, she's just, I don't know, this is the wrong lady for the job. Mm-hmm. Come on, Poe, get her out of there, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it turned out she was quite the right person for the job. And and the way she goes out was oh my gosh, just amazing that was awesome i mean she sees what's happening the you know they were able to find the ships that were escaping and they were destroying almost all of them and uh she had to she turned she turned the cruiser around had just enough fuel to do one jump to hyperspace and she did it into the dreadnought yeah you know and destroyed it and it was just that was phenomenal at a crucial scene because yeah finn and rose are about ready to get cut up yeah uh, Kylo and Ray broke apart Luke's lightsaber, and yeah, that scene was beautiful. It was silence, yeah, and, and you know, imagery. I think we've gotten a little influence from Rogue One in this movie, mm-hmm. where you know, showing the reality of war, yeah, you know, and that sort of. I mean, because we saw another guy in the beginning of the movie sacrifice himself on a ship, right? You know, and uh, and then we saw Laura Dern's character do the exact same thing. You know, it's not uh, always the happy ending for people, and it's there's consequences. Of course, yeah. You know, and uh, Rogue One was a primary driver of really driving that home to us. Yes. You know, when all the main characters, the good guys, all die. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, and so it, I thought that was cool. I thought that was really amazing. It was a great and scene. It yeah. was a great scene. It was great. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, she was awesome, man. Yeah, I would have loved was. to have seen more from her, but, uh, you know, what a great performance. Yeah, the, the whole um, Poe where he's just like, like he they're almost going to win. They're almost going to, you know, work, his plan's almost going to work. And he's got he's got Finn on the on the line. They're like, hey, we are here, ready to do it. They get they get captured. And then the door breaks open. It's Leia. And she blasts yeah. them. And That was great. Yeah. I did not expect that. Yeah, that was really cool. And, you know, how... She really helped bring him back down. Do you do you feel like they should have shared that plan with him, or they just wanted to keep it so tight knit? I think they should have kept it tight knit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think they were doing what they obviously we wouldn't have yeah. a story if he knew everything. <laughs> I right. think that's also some other people need to realize. Like, you don't have a movie. Like, if Luke was on board with yeah. Ray, well, and honestly, that's let's go. <laughs> Poe Dameron is being looked at as a leader now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what Leia always wanted from him. And part of leadership is to be able to trust your leaders. Yes. You know, and so they don't have to always give everyone the plans. They have to trust in what they're doing. And Poe wasn't doing that. Right. And, you know, his lesson was that he should have. Right. You know, and then we saw him grow into his moment at the end of the movie. You know, sure. and so it was, uh, uh, I thought the plot development was strongest for him in the whole film. Right. You know, just because of how, you know, that uh, underlying sequence of failure into success lied, and that was pretty cool. 
I loved um, Finn and Phasma. The fight yeah, scene. That I was wish, really cool. I wish Phasma. I still think they didn't give her her due entirely. Uh, I think there's a a book out there. Another book, of course, goes into more of her story. Yeah. Just give. I don't. It, it's so weird because she's a she's a big actress. She's yeah. in uh, Game of Thrones. Brienne of Phasma. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so were you satisfied? Well, first off, do you think she died? Yes. You do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could see it both ways. I could see it both ways, yeah. but I feel like she probably did. Right. Like I, I want to see more. So that's oh yeah. That's why. Unquestionably, I would like to see more because she's great. But I loved how, like. Finn threw down like I don't understand people's criticisms criticisms of Finn being like this klutz and this, um, like wuss of a character like he he's not a wuss he no he yeah I mean I guess he was trying to escape earlier on in the show or the movie uh, to you know he wanted Ray to be safe and he wanted to go to a safe place so yeah I guess that was probably the low point but you know he just came out of like a but coma. his heart was still in the yeah. right place yeah the whole time yeah he wasn't just a deserter he was actually he actually I'm sure you have a thousand questions and when he woke up his first he only had one question yeah where's Ray which is our great introduction to yeah. where's Ray and then we pick up like right where yeah. And some people are like, well, that's weird because Finn didn't, he wasn't in a healing that much. Like, well, how do you, we don't even know how long it took Ray to get there. Right. Or how, you know, that's the thing. You just, you have to forgive some of that stuff. But yeah, I thought that was a great, um, great for him and Phasma to go, you know, toe to toe. Um, it shows how brave he is, even though he might not be the most skilled. Right. Like as far as a fighter and all those things. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it, and it establishes the fact that he's not that skilled. I mean, you know, he was the janitor. Yeah. You know, he was a stormtrooper and 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 that's uh that was about as skilled as he got, you know. He didn't have any life experience outside of being a little kid and right. being grown up into the system. Exactly. It's like a Scientologist. Yeah. You know, I mean that's exactly what it's like and he you know, now he's out in the open and stuff and everything's still new to him. Right, he's still discovering yeah. who he is cuz he he was he was not given and he's that. still that he's still awkward on occasions and you know, huh. just really funny you know I mean I think I think he did a great job well, playing look at the role. Han Solo I mean right. all these great characters we loved had the same you know traits and yeah. to be like oh that's stupid like yeah Finn's one of my favorite characters yeah I mean look look at uh, Hope where uh, Han Solo runs to take on these two uh, stormtroopers comes around the corner like a, and there's a ton of them and he's like ah he takes off and runs yeah. back the other way right yeah. yeah I mean all that stuff is like you gotta remember that yeah. stuff if that was released today yeah that scene with Han Solo people would freak out saying that's not the Han Solo I grew up with you know right. and they would have just cried their eyes out because you know no one's happy unless they're bitching <laughs> yeah yeah I mean pretty much yeah it's like. This isn't good enough. Like, well, I think it is. You know, it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do everything you want it to do, but that's kind yeah. of what movies are Very about. Few movies do, yeah. You know, and if they do, well, it, how much are you going to rewatch it? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, if there is a sequel or something, you know, are you going to go be excited to see it because it's going to be so predictable? You know, I I don't know. People, these same people will be back for the next one. You know, they will. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, they might have their doubts, and this. <laughs> this film, I mean, it's just times we live in. It's so ridiculous. Um, yeah, this film, Last Jedi, is going to make over a billion before it's out of the theaters. And people are like, oh, it didn't make as much as the previous. And it's like, why does that have to be a, a flop? Right. A billion dollars? Come on now. Not a flop. The whole, the whole new um, franchise, since Disney's gotten it, 
is now grossed four billion, I think, which is the cost of what they paid Lucas for. Yeah, so it's like I now that's think, not all profit yet, yeah. of course, but at the same time, right, it's gonna be. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're exactly. gonna get their money back. Yeah, you know, and it's worth the investment because not only they're gonna get their money back, but it's their property. You know, they'll be doing Star Wars movies and stuff like that long after we're dead. Right. You know, I mean, this is the kind of thing that lasts a long time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That. Uh, yeah, that is hard to. <laughs> that is hard to know. Like, oh man, I'm not gonna be able to see all this. Stuff. I know it's hard to fathom, but it's true. I mean, yeah. it's you yeah. know, and we're in a society where you know we like delving into these universes, and yeah. you know, maybe at some point something fizzles out, but then you know they'll reignite it at some point later down the road. You know, and exactly. Are, we're talking about years and years and years and years down the line. You know, right. and so it's a. Uh, you know, it's a machine, you know, and it's mm-hmm. uh it, it's a juggernaut that's virtually unstoppable and it's uh it's amazing, you know, and you know, and you and I have both talked about how we like Star Trek better because we're bigger Trek fans. Mm-hmm. Trek is more fleshed out, you know. I mean They're explorers. They're explorers. And if we had, you know, multiple series of Star Wars TV and things of that nature well, I might sing a different tune, you know, but all we have are these movies and, you know, some of the books and the comics and those things. And I love, I love Star Wars. I really love Star Trek, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's, a, those are, it's, a, it's apples and oranges, um, because they're both amazing. Um, you know, and this one, now we're getting more things fleshed out on Star Wars. Right. And it makes it more interesting. Sure. You know, so I, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was phenomenal. And, you know, anybody who, is complaining they're doing it for the sake of complaining right you know all they want to do is be part of a movement of yeah i was with this whole crowd of naysayers you know we're in hipsterville you know where the the only cool thing to do is to say something isn't cool (laughs) you know and i know i'm old and 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 they're not but i also make a lot more money than those people right there you go there you go yeah shut Uh, the hell up yeah you know i'm yeah i'm more of a trek fan too but yeah i don't think we'll ever have it We'll, we'll never have that experience that Star Wars gives us in the theater, sadly, because, it, I mean, it's just weird. Star Wars just has that. I mean, of course, someday we could if we get, like, great back-to-back films, you yeah. know, but they have to be epic and really not like Star Trek, you know. They have to be more like Wars, right. you know, um, which people complain about, and I get that. But, yeah, I totally recognize Star Wars as an experience piece, really, and it it's always fun to go see it. I love yeah. them both. Um, and yeah, it's um it's always an experience and the crowd reacts. It was really great the first time I saw it cuz it was like sold out. Yeah. A lot of people talk about that. Oh, it, it took a dive the second weekend. Like, well, other things came out and everyone practically in the world went to go see it the first yeah. weekend. So. I saw it on Christmas Day with my family the second time I saw it. Yeah. And that's over a week, about yeah. a week and a half into the release and the IMAX theater was sold out. And I couldn't get tickets to the other theaters because there was maybe one or two seats open, mm-hmm, you know, right. in every single one. So, you know, I, I don't buy that. Oh, it just fizzled out completely. It's right. making no money right now. Yeah. Bullshit. So I have, um, I know we've gone long, but I, I got two things myself I want to bring up. And of course, if you, whatever else you sure. got. Um, one is I loved the Falcon scene at the end where, you know, they're, Pretty much the the rebels are like screwed. Pretty much they're like they're backed in the corner. You know they can't get out of this cave, uh, this base they're in. There's only yeah. one way out apparently. Uh, and Finn and Poe and Rose are on these old rustic ships. Yeah. And 
I guess that's one of the other criticisms. Like, oh, there's a lot of language in this film. But, I mean, it's not like F-words or anything. But, right. Uh, Poe, uh, like, he steps on a pedal or whatever in his ship and the bottom comes out, like, that part yeah. where his foot is. And he's like, what the hell or something? Yeah. <laughs> big ass. He says big ass door a lot. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, that was really neat to see those, like, they, they're barely, barely holding on with these ships. But it's all we got. It's yeah. all we got. And, you know, uh, the Falcon comes over. You see the shadow. Oh, yeah. And then just the root. And it's really it's really powerful. Like, that ship is, is you know, the best it's ship. iconic. Yeah. If it ever gets destroyed, people are going to just lose it. I I'll mean, lose it. Yeah. Right. There's so much, uh, you know. Yeah. Even though I have a higher degree of Star Trek stuff. You yeah. Know, the Millennium Falcon is my favorite ship. Right. Of any movie. Yes. Ever. You exactly. know, and so, you know, it's just, it's done so many cool things and it's, it's iconic, you know, it's it, a character into itself. Right. And, uh, yeah, how the TIE fighters, when that ship appears, TIE fighters oh, go man. crazy and go after it. And Ray goes, they hate that ship. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that line. <laughs> that was so good. And I thought for sure Ray was going, or I'm sorry, Finn. Finn said that, yeah. <sighs> yes. These names are kind of similar, but they're not. But, right. Yeah. Finn said that line about, oh, yeah, they hate that ship. And, yeah, Finn was ready to sacrifice himself. Oh yeah, for that blaster. I thought he was going to do it. I thought he was going to do it as he well. Came so close, and I thought, you know, this is this is another reason why I love this character. Yeah, you know, he just he grew up first order, had a huge change of heart, and you know, this is a guy who genuinely wants to do something good. And how is know? that a goofy character? It's not a goofy He's character. Brave. Yeah. He's brave. So brave. It's just another reason for someone to complain. Like he he tried to run in the beginning, and yeah. it something kept calling him back. And he loves his friends and what side he's on. And yeah, when he was trying to quote unquote run in this movie, it wasn't he was running from a fight. It was he was running to save Ray, right, and to make sure she was safe. You know, it wasn't like he was running because he was the reason he was in the Force Awakens. You know, it's too big. You can't fight him. You know, he's just going to get out of here. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it, that was a different reason this time. Of course. You know? And so it was, yeah, he's awesome, man. Yeah. So I, I thought for sure. And, of course, Rose comes in, risks her life, gets him out of there. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's he's starting to cook. Well, he's not cooking yet, but his whole ship is, like, melting. And I'm like, this is it. And it's, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want this to happen, but I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, it sucks, but, wow, this is something. What a way to go. Like he's you know? he's going out doing what he wants to do, and of course Rose, you know, says <laughs> we have to save love or save the ones that we love, yeah. or something like she that. Kisses yeah. him. I don't know if he feels the same way towards her, but I don't know. Um, you know, I, I've heard complaints that the Finn Ray relationship, you know, would have been cool to see from a romantic standpoint. You know. Um, because it'd be an interracial relationship for yeah, starters, course, and a movie yeah. like this would be huge, you know. And so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, I just see them. I just think it was set up so well in the first one about they're just really good friends. Like, yeah. I think he wants more, but I think he's also fine with just being friends. Yeah. There are a lot of people are saying since Ray met Poe, there was some magic there because that's the first time they really met. Right. So that was kind of interesting. But also, I think that's so damn predictable. Like, yeah. why do they have to be with anybody? They don't have really? to at all. Uh, Rose could have just kissed him to, to kiss him to show love. Right. You know, she was in pain and maybe she wanted, you know, she thought she was going to die and thought, I'll, I'll kiss this guy. You know, she's pretty much in um, Finn's position and the, at the end of this film, she's just recovering. Yeah. 
And what even Leia's kisses to Luke back in the first movies that were you you feel like they were creepy? They weren't playing tonsil hockey. I yeah. mean, you know, they were just right. long kiss. You well, know? and I'm I'm certain that they didn't. I, that sister thing was added. You know, you know, just to I think, have another shocker. I think it was too. But it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Which I'm surprised Lucas didn't take that out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. But yeah, of course, um, I don't know. Do you have any other moments you want to talk about? No, I mean, just uh, the visual imagery in this movie was really cool. Yeah. You know, my daughter loved the ice foxes of the dogs or whatever. Yeah, mine did know? too. I mean, She's like, what uh, are they? Like, they well, cool. they're not real. Right. But they're all, uh, I think they're all uh, puppets. And Yeah. But they were cool, man. And, uh, you know, but so much of this movie just visually, it's a Star Wars movie. It's going to be visually stunning. Right. You know, the music's incredible. You know, the music tells as much of a story as the actual plot, you know. Sure. And it's, uh, you know, it was a phenomenal experience. I recommend and it to anyone. What a way for Carrie Fisher to go out. I mean, she had a much bigger performance because I, I was afraid it was going to be like Force Awakens. Yeah. And it wasn't at all. And like, it, it almost was like destined, like, this is going to be the last we see of her and loving memory of our princess yes that was great too that was that was a beautiful touching scene and her daughter billy lord had a lot of screen time a lot of screen time lines lines yes yeah so i hope she gets to stick with it i am pretty sure she will and yeah that's um yeah it's very tragic but beautiful at the same time you know ray is has that moment with leia and she's holding the broken lightsaber and she's like how can we go on? I think yeah. that's what she said. And Leia's like, we have all we need. And yeah. you have the whole rest of the uh, the rebels. Uh, I think there might be more, hopefully. I don't know. But um looks like there isn't uh, in the Falcon. Yeah. Like in the ship that yeah. has been in. Well, not the prequels, thankfully, because that would have been like, why? Um, <laughs> a ship was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we don't know if it was the Falcon. Yeah, of course. It was the same model. Of course. Just a little tiny Easter egg, but it was nothing exactly. significant yeah. at all. Right. I think I remember that being talked about. Because, yeah, I think the Falcon was even an old ship when Han had it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's been around. Um, that ship's been around the block a yeah, lot. Yeah, of course. Uh, there is something very interesting. Uh, I just realized, I just remembered this. Um, the planet they go to, and forgive me, I don't know the name of the planet. I mean, it's, it's hard to know all these names and stuff, but the casino planet, which yeah. is what I call it, that was originally going to be ran by Lando. Yeah. But sadly, I think the the truth is Billy D. Williams isn't quite charismatic as he used to be. Yeah. The older guy, and I for, I for one saw him a couple years ago at our con here yeah. in Des Moines, wasn't all there. Like, I don't know if he's just amped up on painkillers uh, or what, but something's off. And it's sad, but they were talking about him being the code breaker or running that planet. Yeah. Because uh, I guess some people have, like, thought maybe the guards look similar to Cloud City. and Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I wish we could see him again nice. somehow, some way. Yeah. But if he can't do it, he can't do it. Right. You know, I Unfortunately. get that, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would be nice, but, you know, whatever. I know it's it's unfortunate, but we have um, Donald Glover playing a younger version in the Han Solo solo film coming out very soon, yeah. uh, earlier this year. That'll be cool. Directed by Ron Howard. Yeah. So it'd be very interesting. I've heard, I you know I've heard, I don't know. I hope they're bogus headlines, but they're like, oh, Disney's preparing for their first flop. Um, you know, because all the drama that went behind the solo film, but. I don't know. I, I just hope they handle him getting the, the Falcon yeah. and meeting Chewie. I hope that's all handled just right, not forced, you know? Right. 
Like I think the prequels did that too much. He won it from Lando. Yeah, you know? so, I think I mean, that would be really see neat. That, it would be cool, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's what's great about this. You get to constantly go back to before everything yeah. and forward. So I mean, it's a a great time, but a confusing time, right. I guess, because it's like why the armor change? Oh right. yeah, we're many years uh, <laughs> behind or uh, you know in front. It'll be interesting to see how the, this next movie plays out. You know, I mean, now that Carrie Fisher's gone, you know, part of me would like to see them open up with a funeral. You know, like something happened in between movies. People wanted a Han funeral, too. Right. So, yeah. But in this one, it makes more sense, you know, just because what well, we saw, Han Solo die. Right. We, we didn't, we're not seeing Carrie Fisher die. You know, so, I mean, something like that, I think, would be interesting. Yeah, you know, and that's how you open up the next one. Maybe I don't know. I think you could simply just, yeah. I think they could, they could open up with a funeral, and just you know, she died from her injuries. Yeah. Like she wasn't fully recovered, so right. she she lived long enough to have a purpose one last time to give Poe leadership. And I think it all maybe her death will help you know bring more people to the front. Yeah, um, I was I was really bummed again. That wasn't predictable when they sent out that distress call. No one responded to it. Even exactly. using her personal code, and it's like, all you what? were thinking was, "Oh, it's just a matter of time before it. Yeah. a bunch of guys come in, and it's going to be a huge fight." And who knows? Signal might have jammed. We don't know, but we don't know. I think that's what's unique about this film. And people will argue against that, of course. But I just think it's a good installment. Yeah, it it kind of it shut down a lot of things. J.J. Abrams brought to the table, but he's directing the next one, so yeah, he could do the same with Ryan Johnson's material, right. especially with Ray's parents and. You know, well, and that's open because mm-hmm. again, it's open to interpretation. You know, I yeah. mean, Kylo Ren could certainly be lying about that. He's trying to turn her right because yeah. in the first movie, you know, it's obvious that she's something to some people. Right, of course, of course, yeah. So I, I can't say enough uh, about the film. I, I can't wait to to own it and watch yeah, the hell out of it. I know, man, and all the actors did such a great job. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's best it's ever been i think and yeah it's not the original trilogy but and if you don't like ray as a hero i don't think i'd like you as a person <laughs> yeah all right you know i mean she's just phenomenal very believable and you know she's she trained so hard like oh, i, yeah, I watched really the behind did. the scenes like yeah. man i felt weak you know just watching her workouts but man she she picked up on so many things and yeah just the acting the talent and I think it's a great time. I think you just need to have faith. And I think a lot of this stuff people won't like now, but I think it will age well, Yeah, I believe. And, you know, for new generation, this is going to be their original trilogy-like yeah. feeling. And then, you know, down the road, they'll be Kids like... Kids today will be the ones saying how amazing this was. Right. And, you know, and that's awesome. You know, every generation has their own. You know, I've tried so hard to make them all... Yeah. Something that I love. And exactly. you know, it was very hard in the prequels, obviously. Yes. But man, I've loved Force Awakens and I love this movie, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, I just think people got to open their minds up a little bit more. And, I think it's, you know, we talk just, about that all the time. Yeah. They just need to remember where this came from, the, the original trilogy. Like, the original trilogy was great, but it wasn't like masterpiece cinema. Like, right. there are issues with the original trilogy, right. too. Just yeah. like there's issues with this film. Nothing's really changed. Right. It's just a different... They uh, hold all these characters in reverence. Yeah. But they all did stupid shit. Yeah. You know? Of course. Look at the Toshi Station and buy some power converters. Right. Yeah, they I have mean, fun you know, with stop. that. We all wanted to slap Luke in right. the face when he said that. You know, Han Solo and the, you know, how are you? You know, and bring in the humor <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. 
you know it was, apparently it's only acceptable then it's not acceptable now so i, well, I and a lot of people it's a lot say of hypocrisy exactly and a lot of people say that's what hurt the prequels is there was no like han solo like character right because harrison ford was like he told george a long time ago you can write this shit but you can't say it right and so that's you miss that element with someone going like can you believe this right this, where do we the, it's, it's so serious the absolute closest was obi-wan in parts yes you know, Ewan, Ewan McGregor, I think, and even even Liam Neeson, I think they both did phenomenal jobs in their roles. Right. You know, and... And uh, and bring us an Obi-Wan movie. I would watch that he, so fast with him. McGregor's, he's eager to do uh, it. Oh, bring him back. He was the best of the prequels. Yeah, let's roll, you yeah. know? I mean... Yeah. That would be a great filler. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to kill off time? cool villains like Darth Maul, like in one movie, and, you know, sure. things like that... I mean, Ewan McGregor was great. He could still have missions. We just never saw him. Yeah, it might be a stretch a little bit, but... There's you know. a um, Darth Maul fan film out there. Um, is there? Okay, cool. I will send it to you. Yeah. It is amazing. Sweet. Incredible. So I'll send that over to you. Awesome. That is awesome. I mean, it's a great universe. It really is. And I think uh, people just need to calm the hell down. There was a petition that someone started to remove this from canon. Get a life. Yeah. Well, I think he woke up. And he's like, he took it down. But did he? Yeah. Good. I, as far as I know, he did. Yeah. I don't think he realized it, it caught so much backlash, but it's just stupid. I still want to send him to an island where he can't get it away from. <laughs> I, I just don't. I think people just need to calm down and just, you know, these films, I mean, they were created out of the old 30s serials, really. Yeah. Those aren't like looked upon like, no. these are the greats, you know. But they're mostly forgotten about. But they're entertaining, and yeah, I'm, every film's got flaws. So, yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. I don't like. I'm not overly in love with this film, but that's yeah. their vision, and it's not. It's not a prequel. No. Um, bad. In oh my no, book. not even close. Yeah, because prequels are like, what the hell did I just see? Right. And I didn't feel that way at all. I just had conflicts. Like, I don't know if I really love this or just I don't know. Well, you know, with the prequels, I would walk away thinking. Man, I hated so much of this movie, and I loved so much of this movie, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I was pissed off. Right? It's like, man, even McGregor is great. You know, Liam Neeson was great. Yeah. You know, this little kid, seriously, it just you know, what's going on here? And <laughs> kill him. No. And and the mom. I mean, just stop. Oh, I Midichlorians, know. Midichlorians, no. But then you know, you have Darth Maul, and you have just there's, there's so elements. Many, yeah, yes. there were so many cool elements, and then there were so many just. And that's, I think, what the frustrating thing with the prequels was for me. Right. Was that it it couldn't balance the good with the bad because it was mostly bad. But there was enough good sprinkled in there that you're like, what the hell? You know, yeah. why couldn't this have... <laughs> well, Lucas had full control, too, which he didn't before. And that, you know, yeah. with a uh, hope he did. But the other ones, he had different directors right. and writers. So you needed those elements. Yeah. And to think that you're you can take it all on is just... A little too much. A little but. too much, and you need people around you that can reel you in sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe for 2018, we can uh, maybe watch some of those prequels. We we are due for some commentaries. We are. That's we haven't done sure. one in a while. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we've got many goals for 2018. Yeah, I hope everyone out there has a great rest of the 2017. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next year for sure. 
won't party too much, hopefully. I'm not doing another podcast till next year. <laughs> I don't care how many times you call. It's just not going to happen. I'll just call you and I'll have you recording. You won't even know it. <laughs> there you go. Be a conversation. So, yeah, and we'll also pick up on our Star Trek Discovery podcast again because that, that will launch the second That's half right. of the show. So. We got like three episodes we got to catch up on, but I think we can all do it in one one show. Maybe and just a little recap. And just have a little fun with it, you yeah. know. Um, I but can't yeah. wait for that to come back. Yeah, it's exciting. It feels like it's been off forever. It so. feels like that, yeah, for I sure. I like the mid-season cliffhangers and yeah. all that. So, yeah. Quick recommendations before yeah, we go sign for up. it. Yeah. Travelers on Netflix. Season two just came out on December 26th. Great. Season one's phenomenal. We're three episodes, I'm three episodes in to uh, season two, and I just... I'm going to be very sad when it's over. Uh, it's amazing. Um, it's basically time travelers from the future come back to the past. They have specific missions and protocols they cannot violate, and and they can execute these missions and nothing else. Chaos ensues. Incredible, and the acting's amazing. The um, the direction's amazing. The the cinematography's amazing. It's just great. And then Winona Earp. On Netflix, the season one is out on that for Netflix. It's been out for a while. Okay. Um, I'm going to call it delightfully stupid. It's clearly not meant to be anything but fun. And, sure. You know, but it's it's good. You know, there's about three or four things every episode I just roll my eyes at. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, stop it. But it's still so fun that I can't stop watching it, you know. So, what, is, what is that one about? Um, so it's basically... Um, Winona Earp is a, her great, great grandfather is Wyatt Earp. Okay. And, uh, she, everybody that Wyatt Earp has killed keeps coming back as like a zombie, not necessarily a zombie, but like yeah. as a demon. Whoa. Okay. And That's interesting. O- and only his gun can send them back to hell permanently. <laughs> and each member of the Earp line is like a chosen one to do this while well, she's, the chosen wow. one now, and she has his gun, and you know she's putting him down when she can, and but it's a uh, it's really interesting. Um, it is you know it's it's a little dumb, but it's also got a fun cast. You know sure. the episodes are fun. It's based off of a comic book, um, but yeah, I'm I, I, I'm having a lot more fun than I thought I would watching it. You know, and cool. uh, but it isn't gonna win anything but uh, it's it's pretty fun to watch so travelers winona earp um a lot of good stuff out there yeah there is netflix has got a lot of great things to offer uh the doctor who christmas special came out i still haven't seen that i did watch the transformation scene (laughs) on uh, youtube um anxious to see that yeah uh i still uh punisher Yes. Which we, you know, forgive us, we haven't talked much about, but man, I love that show. I thought it was really good, and I thought it really tackled PTSD issues with our troops. And as great as the Netflix Marvel stuff is, because it is all great. Sure. Punisher's the best, yeah, in my was, opinion. That was done very well. It's just amazing. Incredible TV. And again, my wife, who usually doesn't care about any of that stuff. Yeah couldn't get enough of right. the Punisher. You know, and that's when you're when you're pulling someone like that in who likes, you know, Victorian England p- period pieces. <laughs> I, well, well done. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm really anxious to get reviews from like veterans about what they what they felt. I mean, obviously it wasn't all about veterans. I mean, the PTSD did have a good storyline in it and addressed it, but obviously it's a fictional show. Right. 
but I just found it really interesting. Like they really went there. You well, they know? they introduced a lot of realistic elements to yes. that, and it would be interesting to see you know people's thoughts on it. And, sure, sure. Um, it was a great, great uh, take on the Punisher, John Barenthal, really bringing it. Yeah, I can't say enough. I maybe we'll do a show on it, uh, talk more about it, what we felt. There are a few shows we need to do that for yeah. still. We'll be back with more great content. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. May the Force be with you. Take care. Mm-hmm.